Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run you. It's Jordan, Jesse, go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Jordan, I'm pumped for this week's program. Yeah, you seem pumped. Yeah, I'll tell you why. Number one, I got this carafe of herbal tea. Oh, I see. The, yeah, that's a nice carafe. It's like an outdoorsy carafe. Hold on. Our guest on the program, of course, the great uh, stand-up comic and uh, comedy writer, mostly comedy writer these days, and mm. one of the most beloved recurring guests here on Jordan Jessica, Nick Adams. Was that like a Toni Morrison reference that you slid in, beloved? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> He's the man with the bluest eye. <laughs> I like that. Um, uh, so number one, I have this carafe of herbal tea. Mm-hmm. That's the first reason I'm pumped. And number two, I was listening to Rick James on the way over, so that got me pretty pumped. Mm-hmm. Um, and number three, I ate a lot of chicharrones. So wait, so the the herbal tea, yeah, there's no caffeine in that. No. So you're just pumped because you like to be refreshed. You're just happy to be refreshed. There's yeah, nothing it's chemical like, going That's on. also just tea. That's not like California herbal tea. No, like, no, no, no. This yeah. isn't it. There's no tincture. You got it from tea. your buds. <laughs> you got the herbal tea from your buds around 420. Uh, somebody's writing some headlines for CNN.com over here. This, <laughs> this tea is 0% bubonic. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I want to make that clear. No, I, I just, yeah. I mean, imagine like a mint Mentos commercial. Mm-hmm. Um, where somebody is down, they're having a hard time, their car has a flat tire. I'm sure they're, they have to Volkswagen sneak. is on top of their baby, and they, they have to s- summon Mentos strength. <laughs> sneak I haven't seen one of those in a while. One arm. a fancy party, yeah. maybe. Maybe like you have to put on a blazer. House. Maybe yeah. you have to snag a blazer, yeah, throw exactly. it on. <laughs> and then they pop out of tea they fresh they're Mentos. At an, they're at an orgy and they have to get hard. Exactly. <laughs> Like, oh, yeah, man. You, you have seen these Mentos. I have a these, Mentos yeah. in your ass. <laughs> it takes like a few seconds for it to dissolve and then hit the prostate. Oh. Boom. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> do, 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 uh. <laughs> oh. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And then so, raspberry jizz. At end of the day, moral of the story. <laughs> raspberry jizz. <laughs> Is that a Mentos flavor you're pitching? <laughs> is that it's, what's happening here? A lot of things. Raspberry yeah. Jizz. I just. I think I named like a funk band. It's one of the. Yeah, it's one of those Prince albums when he was just the symbol. <laughs> <laughs> and he was just like, "What about Raspberry Jizz? Should we release that?" I don't know, yeah. man. <laughs> Call one like, eight one eight hundred new funk, <laughs> and you can order your. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, no, I I the peppermint tea has me refreshed. Okay. So I'm pumped with pumped up with refreshment. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, uh, the chicharrones sure gives, are giving you mm-hmm. skin powers. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, now I have, have the strength of a pig's skin. <laughs> the pig is one of the smartest animals. Sure. So now I'm feeling very and the most loyal. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, yeah, well, and intelligence starts in the skin. Yes, mm-hmm. that's what they say. Mm-hmm. And uh, what was the third thing? Oh, and then Rick James has yeah. mm-hmm. has me feeling sexual. Oh, okay. So that's why I'm... Well, I'm glad you're going to be bringing that energy to the show. You're welcome. Sounds like it's going to be a lot of fun. you got a new shirt. And I got this nice new shirt. Um, yeah, no, I'm living it up. Uh, a guy hard. did it. Here's... Uh, this is like a little backstory for mm-hmm. people. Did a stranger come over to the office five minutes ago and sell me a shirt for cash? Mm. Yes, that did happen. 
It's a very nice. Show. He did not. He seemed like a very nice guy. I he met him nice briefly. Man. I he saw him in not- the elevator, and I'm like, is this guy? Auditioning for the movie version of the old <laughs> SNL of the old SNL skit Sprockets. <laughs> he was wearing tight black. He pants. was a real Dieter type. Could pass for someone in a clock tower with a sniper rifle. Like there was a little of that sort of like disaffected, angry at society, or just a guy in like an industrial band. Sure, sure, either of those. Like he could have been one of. He could like be the Black Keys that like, dude, I'm doing really well at the Radio Shack right now. This music thing is just not happening. Like, there was a guy in the Black Keys who was just like, fuck it, I can't take it. Okay, so you think this guy was the so guy... So the Black Keys had a third guy at some point. Like a violin player. Yeah, I don't know. sure. <laughs> right. He had maybe found percussion, maybe. Yeah. Maybe he just uh, hit a hit a garbage can full right. of uh, full of thumbtacks. He left for the touring production of Stomp, like, oh, right sure. before they took off. I feel like that... You know who that guy was? Fisher Spooner. Oh, he Fisher might have been Spooner. Fisher Spooner. Fisher Spooner is a very nice man. There's one of those, that's one of the, those groups where you're just like, I know, I've known that that band exists. And I say band, musical artist, that could be 20 people. Yeah. It could be one guy with like a laptop. I have no idea what the music, but I know. See, now I would have had you. Goldfrap is a band, right? Yeah, Nick, I, I would have had you, I would have had you pegged as a real electro clash guy. <laughs> would have seen you in Brooklyn in 2002 doing cocaine. Yeah. No. It's your swooping haircut. <laughs> your swooping bangs. <laughs> the only time I've ever been... for the been, folks at home, Nick is doing some funny head tosses right now. The only time in my life I have ever been jealous of a white person is in the 80s when I was a teenager. <laughs> and I just wanted to be able to have, you know, like that. Sure. Billy Zabka. Like, you want to go? You want some of this? Like, Guys, if we're going to discuss race, should we have a Starbucks employee <laughs> present? <laughs> Let's get some lattes in here and yeah. let's just get it going. Why didn't they uh, just do a I fucking web there. series? Starbucks th- presents race talk with, with you know, whoever. Yeah. <laughs> with whoever. <laughs> some uh, some guy. Presents Reach race it, talk Sheila. <laughs> Chewy. I don't know. Who works at Starbucks? They're all brown. <laughs> yeah. You know. Like, no, I mean, you know, there's like a pool of hosty types that exist in America. Sure. At any given time, one of them is on E. Anderson one of, you, Cooper. Yeah, like that sort of general. You're like, oh, yeah. Oh, someone from E. So, yeah. So just like just that, like a Billy Bush type. Yes, exactly. What about that guy from uh, the 90s band? Uh, oh, uh, oh, Mark McGrath? Yeah. yeah. McGrath. I think I would love to hear about the state of race in America from Mark McGrath. Maybe he's the guy to McGrath do Lachey to get that sort yeah. of McGrath Oh, Lachey, yeah, you know? sure. Can I, can I posit something? Please. I bet Mark McGrath thinks that race doesn't really exist. <laughs> yeah. It's a, no, it's he probably doesn't construct. see it. Really, there's no such thing as yeah. race. Oh. Or or he's one of those guys, you know, it's really more about class now. It's more, it's race is, you know, it's just more about class. Can sure. I tell you about an amazing video I saw on the internet? <laughs> mm-hmm. So there, at the new school in New York last week, there was a panel on race and comedy. Um, and uh, narrated, uh, moderated by Mark McGrath. <laughs> moderated by Mark McGrath. Uh, it featured uh, past Jordan Jesse go guest Hari Kundabalu, mm-hmm. and uh, Hari uh, Hari was. They were in the Q and A section, and this sort of like like you could. I I watched like a video that someone shot on their phone, and you can see like it's like a New York new school conversation on race and comedy crowd, very multi ethnic, <laughs> mostly people in their twenties and thirties. Um, and this sort of like 48-year-old-ish white dude stands up, maybe 52-year-old-ish white dude stands up and starts tearing into them 
about causing divisions in America because race isn't real. Mm-hmm. Scientists have proven that race mm-hmm. isn't real. Sure. And Hari is just sort of taken back by this, taken aback by this. And he's, he says, are you just saying that so- race is a social mm-hmm. construct? Like, that's not news to us. <laughs> like, we're aware of that. You know, uh, and like Harry's like, yeah, I have a master's degree in that. Like, (laughs) you know, whatever. And as he's saying this, so all of that is just normal race and comedy Q&A back and forth. Sure. As he's saying this, the guy just puts on a scarf Mm -hmm. and starts to pick up his things. And Harry says, wait, are you just leaving? (laughs) And as Harry says that. The guy puts on a raccoon fur coat. Whoa. That is like full on Cruella DeVille. Like like an enormous ankle length fur coat. And just turns around, puts a fedora on his head, and leaves. Jesus Christ. Is he I'm it is the most amazing thing I'm picturing I've ever this guy seen in my life. I'm picturing this guy carrying plastic shopping bags filled with loose nuts. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, I so I tw- I tweeted something about it, and Hurry te- Hurry texted me just a text that said, "I wish that everyone in the world that I loved could have been there to see Coat Guy." Yeah. <laughs> when I watched that video, I was like, "Okay, is he so clueless that he didn't realize how that was gonna look, or was he like, and then I'll put the fucking coat on?" Boom! Like the coat was the cherry on top of his. Just tirade. to let everybody know yeah. that I'm a class act. <laughs> I'm not just some. I'm not some from rap scallion yeah. who's. Uh... Yeah, I think it was his microphone drop. I think he wow. thought he thought like he thought I'm gonna you know what I'm gonna blow these I'm gonna blow these people of color's mind. Use mm-hmm. thinking in his head a less kind word. Right. And he said, "But I'll need." <laughs> The perfect garment. Mm. Something that Kid Rock might have worn in 1996. <laughs> Joffrey, to the coat cellar. <laughs> <laughs> to the coterie. <laughs> coterie. <laughs> I, it is, God, you had to type it into the internet to click on it's the video bad. because it is, it is just beautiful. It is just a beautiful moment in American race relations. Also, he went to this forum... With, you know, Hari Kondabalu and Jay Smooth and all these people that he either doesn't know or knows and probably does not like because that's what they talk about. And sat through, what, that thing was maybe an hour and a half, most of those sort of four. Like, he just, to make that comment. Like, he went and did all of you that. think that guy just sits in on every, like, you know, maybe there's one about, like, zoning permits the next <laughs> right. week. And he, right. that guy makes an incendiary comment yeah. about where you can have an above-ground pool and then leaves. <laughs> Listen, I bought, the, on is, yeah. I bought the box. I bought the six, you know, series box at the new school. I'm going to fucking use all these concerts. Sure. I'm going to go, and I'm going to listen to all these talks, and I'm going to come up with something to say. I like, I like this. Let's, let's start going to colleges and universities. <laughs> And pitching them on luxury suites. Mm. Right? Yeah, just have a That's where the money is. You can have your business Mm -hmm. meeting there. Sure. Get a nice $12 cup of uh, lukewarm beer like you do at Staples. Oh, yeah. Somebody in a school polo shirt will bring you some nachos if you order them. I was going to say fajita bar. Yeah, fajita bar. There Mm -hmm. you go. 
Now we're talking. Get some yeah. steam trays. That's a, that's a that's a really great way to make a li- get a little extra money out of your series of talks on the future of mm-hmm. postmodern architecture. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I know. You know. I think. Write I think, it down, Zocalo. Now that we are. <laughs> <laughs> are you I, listening, Zocalo? I love that they're like this is like an organization that is going to promote the civic good, but it's named after like a me- a Mexican sketch comedy troupe. Ah. Like, Come see Zocalo. <laughs> <laughs> um, Cleveland yeah. City Club, take <laughs> notes. Uh, something, something that is happening that I think is is strange is that now that you know comedy and diversity is an NPR topic, for lack of a better way to describe it. Sure, I think that's um, a good, great way to describe it. <laughs> people are commenting on it who do not like comedy. Yes, <laughs> who do not. I just do not enjoy laughing. Yeah. I, I don't watch any of these shows, but I would prefer there were no Negroes. Yeah, yeah. I um yeah, I was listening to Terry Gross's interview with Chris Rock and she oh, calls him out on uh you know, the kind of infinite infamously maybe homophobic it is homophobic. Yeah, it sure. was a homophobic part of an otherwise very good movie. Sure, oh, yes, oh, right, 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 right. The um, there is a part in his movie Top Five mm-hmm. uh, where uh, the, the female lead, who is who's a female lead, Gabriel Union or something, <laughs> Rosario Dawson, Rosario mm-hmm. Dawson, uh, one of these just spectacularly beautiful women. Mm-hmm. Um, she uh, she has an ex boyfriend who turns out to be gay. Um, or a boyfriend who turns out to be gay, and that's why it's okay for her to get with Chris Rock's character. And the unfortunately homophobic part is not so much that, although that's a little bit homophobic as it plays out Mm -hmm. in the movie. It's that uh, he always wants a finger in his butt, and eventually she gets so upset by this uh, that she puts a tampon soaked with hot sauce in his butt. Yeah, it's very funny. In In the middle of this, like, really, like, thoughtful, interesting movie is just a joke from American Pie. Yeah. Like, the worst example of an American yeah. Pie joke. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, but yeah, I feel the same way. I thought the movie was pretty good. That scene made me squirm a little bit, but I don't, you know. Anyway, so Terry Gross is talking to him about it, and, and you know, she's like, oh, well, you know, um, you know, do you feel like this is homophobic because stand-up has such a reputation of being homophobic? And Chris Rock is like, oh, I don't know. Who who have you seen lately that's been homophobic? And she can't name anything. And she's like, well, there was that one scene in Louie of, like, this is the only thing it's okay for NPR people to like comedy-wise. Right. We've all seen the scene in Louie. <laughs> also, there's – I'm sure if you really – I mean, I, I haven't followed stand-up as much, mm-hmm. you know – very little, honestly, since I stopped performing a lot. But if you're watching a lot of stand-up, I'm sure you can, you know, recall a handful of homophobic jokes if you really Yeah, oh, sure. It's not that yeah. hard. If you've been to an open mic, <laughs> right, you've seen right. the worst <laughs> examples of homophobia. Or just a show at a regular comedy club. <laughs> yeah. Sure, yeah. yeah. An improv? You got an improv yeah. in your town? Yeah. You've You'll probably some... hear a couple of homophobic mm-hmm. jokes. TV? You got one of those? You got a sure. TV in your house? You've heard some stuff. Yeah. Uh, did you know, when you brought that up, did you know that I interviewed Chris Rock literally five minutes after he had that conversation with I Terry did not Gross? know that. So I'm on, the, I'm on the line with Chris Rock from New York, right? And I'm, and I'm like, hey, Chris Rock, how did, how's it going? I heard you just got done with uh, Terry Gross. And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, uh, oh, that's fun. How did, how did that go? And he goes, I don't think she likes me. <laughs> and I was like, ha, 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 because I thought it was a joke about how sure. – Terry Gross likes everyone right. she interviews. <laughs> and then I'm like, why is Chris Rock being so uh, oddly standoffish in this interview I'm mm-hmm. doing with him? I had no idea what Gross happened. Gross just took him to the mat. Until like a week <laughs> a week later when the interview ran on Fresh Air, I was like, aha, mm-hmm. aha. 
And also, I you know, like that scene to me was more than anything like generational, like specifically among black folks. I don't want to generalize, but I feel like that sort of consciousness thinking about what you say about gay people is a little bit newer than it is among like most liberal white people. Sure. Like I think we were I think I think it's fair to say we were like a little bit late to that train. Yeah, um, it did it did seem like Chris Rock was like trying working hard to get his mind around what was wrong with it. Right. In a time when it seems like eh, there was something wrong with that. Yeah. Sure. I don't think he thought I think he just thought it was a funny joke to have a guy yeah. with a tam- a hot sauce tampon, in which his is butt. Deba- debatable. Sure, yeah. <laughs> it was definitely the least funny thing in a absolutely. Sure, but yeah, I don't. Absolutely. I don't think Chris Rock dislikes gay people. I no, bet. he's no. A, probably a great guy. Come on, he has he had a wedding. Well, it's not crazy. Sure. That guy's a hero. Yeah, that guy's a fucking legendary hero. Mm-hmm. God bless Chris Rock. Yeah, anyway. I think also his major. Motivation for that, making that movie was just wanting to make out with Rosario Dawson for extended period. That's a, I mean, if you have the means to yeah, put together, a, that's not at I mean, all. It probably a wasn't fight. a price. It was probably what did that movie cost? Five million bucks? Maybe I don't know. If you can drop five million to, you sure. know, have a couple solid days of making out with yeah, Rosario just, Dawson. Woody Allen's been doing that. For money like well spent. Yeah, I know, years. right? <laughs> Woody Allen called Spike. He called uh, Chris Rock and was like, "Fucking finally! What took you yeah. so long to figure out the? F- I didn't want to just lay it, spell it out for you, kid." <laughs> So like, I would like the stand up shit. You hung around. I, I did stand up for like five years. Get out of there. More interviews with more interviews with Chris Rock that focus on the portion of the Woody Allen influence uh, in that movie that wasn't him like walking around addressing the camera. Right. Location shoots in New York City. Life as a stand up comedian, mm. merging his voice as a stand up with his character on screen, and more just. Uh, casting spectacularly, bu- bu- spectacularly beautiful women as your unlikely uh, uh, romantic interest. It's it's the most impressive gag. I mean, the most impressive feat that any comedian has ever pulled off is what Woody Allen pulled off. I think just like to go from that for forty years. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but you know, to go from like I'm I'm really really good at this, and then I'm gonna shoehorn my voice into. You know, you watch Manhattan, you watch any of his movies, you're like, yeah, there's a story. But this is about you talking like you want to talk, <laughs> which is fine because he's really good at doing that. And, you know, you give yourself a woman that's way too young and way too hot for you, maybe even underage. I don't know. Fucking go for it. Like, if you want to do that, yeah. like, which he just right out of the box <laughs> that early in his career. Manhattan. <laughs> early in his career was just like, I'm fucking a teenager and you're going to love it because guess what? New York is beautiful at night. <laughs> Listen to this clarinet music. <laughs> how everybody loves jazz clarinet sure no Everyone. no <laughs> I, I i had not watched manhattan since high school i watched it maybe like two years ago and i was thinking like like i'm like halfway through and i'm like wait a minute is the premise of this movie that he wants to get with a 16 year old like am i it doesn't seem like he's like he's uh, looking askance at the story. Like this seems to be like a regular hero's mm-hmm. journey. Only. <laughs> <laughs> the quest is to get only instead of to ob- obtain the golden fleece. Yeah. This is horrible. What's the twist, Woody? When is yeah. it gonna? We're waiting for a shift. And no, no, yeah. <laughs> and a lot of times he gets to dump the beautiful woman yeah. too. He gets yeah. to say, "Yeah, yeah. I'm fucking tired of you." Yeah. Well, it's not like. <laughs> it- <laughs> Credits. <laughs> Same font. 
Check out this font. Um, I him down, took him down <laughs> with my funny mouth noises. <laughs> um, I was uh, oh this uh, this will be a, a repeat for people who listen to both shows. I just came back from doing the uh, the indoor kids, oh, and we oh, were talking fun. about how times they are a changing. The hit video game podcast with our friends uh, Emily Gordon and Kumail Nanjiani, uh, and we were talking about um, another movie that I think kind of is in the genre a little bit: um, Freddy versus Jason, <laughs> 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 and. And it, and you know, I think things that people love about Freddy are his great one-liners. Sure, his his hilarious one-liners. <laughs> it's prime time, bitch, etc., etc., etc. Brian, our producer, loves <clears throat> his great one-liners so much that he literally just applauded when you said. <laughs> uh, Brian, would you look up some classic Freddy one-liners for us? Um, anyway, and there is a there is a it, so one of the stars of Freddy versus Jason is Kelly Rowland from Destiny's Child. If that gives you any indication as to when this movie was made, mm-hmm. wow! There was uh, actually a Destiny's Child when this movie. Was yeah, made. yeah, sure, sure. I how think many was... how many women were in Destiny's Child when that movie came out? Was it still four? Or had they? I think three. Destiny's Child was not a thing anymore, and they were branching off into solo endeavors. So right. this was right around the time Kelly Rowland had that hit with Nelly. <laughs> oh, it might have been. Was Nelly in this movie at all? I don't think Nelly was were, in the there movie. There were three any of the Saint Lunatics. <laughs> they they did craft services. Right, sure. Saint Lunatics were on craft services. It seems like that one guy from the Saint Lunatics that wore like the the mask, the mask, and right. sometimes catcher's gear and shit. Random. That would seem like the they do at the when guy. the credits roll. They do wrap the plot of the movie. I mean, I Deep guess Blue you could C just style put Murphy Lee in it. But. <laughs> uh, so in this movie, when Freddy is about to kill Destiny's Child, he says. <laughs> How sweet, dark meat. And Ooh. then she proceeds to call him uh, the, the, the slur for a gay person. What? Yes. And, uh, and, and that ha- that's in one scene. Listen. And that's the hero of the movie and the anti-hero of the movie, both just being awful to each also, other. Also, I'm pretty sure that Freddie has a document attachment. Attractiveness, you know, he likes the ladies. Like I think they've, oh yeah, established sure. throughout the oeuvre. Yeah, there's a lot of he uh, likes Poontang. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of what they say. Just factually it's incorrect. Freddie and Eve, not Freddie and Steve. <laughs> exactly. It's, it's Freddie. It's Freddie versus Jason. Whoops. <laughs> um. So yeah. Anyways, but yeah, I mean, if that happened in a movie now, it would, it would, right, it would be right. a shit show. But that was just. A movie that a 16-year-old could go see in 1999. Jordan, I have a quick question. Sure. What were the circumstances in which you were watching the movie <laughs> Freddy vs. Jason? I was 16 and it was in a theater! Oh, okay. <laughs> it, this wasn't in contemporary America. <laughs> Recently. In 2015, you just happened sure. to be watching right. Freddy vs. Jason. I do when AMC has Fright Fest. Right, uh-huh. I do. They will pick a pick a franchise and go through it uh, and go through it uh, chronologically. I do like to poke in on the Freddies and the Jasons. Has there yeah. ever been, like, you know how they, they do that thing every year where they take the Godfather and they cut it so that it's sequential? Yeah, they should do that. <laughs> <laughs> should do that. Very complicated chronology <laughs> in the Nightmare yeah. on Elm Street movies. I actually, I was watching uh, Stars the other day. They mm-hmm. did that with Zzz. the Leprechaun movies. You totally, they branded themselves for a reason. Thorn. <laughs> stars is just like, Stars, stars doesn't yeah. have hit movies. You're not going to pronounce the Z. You know? You talking about? You can't just turn on stars at any given time and see like Morris Chestnut or a big star like that. <laughs> you gotta turn the stars. Stars. <laughs> if you want to see Morris Chestnut, yeah. you gotta either turn on stars or 
head down to the Blockbuster by my house <laughs> right. when I was 14. Do you like Beverly D'Angelo? Well, guess what? Turn on stars. <laughs> <laughs> Still looks good, Beverly D'Angelo. Still looks Hold, very holding good. Holding up very well. Oh, yeah. <laughs> hey, guys, Fat Beach is on. <laughs> stars. Tom Arnold was in here the other day to be on Bowl How much Black. was he sweating? Tom Arnold is an intense man. How he, and that wasn't even a fat joke. He's so fidgety and excitable. He's not fat either. He's very healthy now. Oh, wow. He's very fit now. He's on Arnold Schwarzenegger's... Uh, he works out with Arnold Schwarzenegger at Arnold Schwarzenegger's house because they're buddies. Hmm. And he's on Arnold Schwarzenegger's brand of supplements. Supplements, is that what but we're anyway, calling he them? Actually, he like, exercises a lot. And uh, yeah, Tom Arnold, I, I, like, I wanted to ask him what it was like to be in Soul Plane. But we, I didn't have time because he's a talker. Sure. Tom mm. Arnold. I don't know if you knew that about mm. Tom didn't Arnold. Get to it. In your business, those are called content providers. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so, a uh, a thing about Arnold Schwarzenegger <laughs> that has been happening that I've noticed uh, because my job in, includes watching a lot of internet clips is he <laughs> – so. Your job in everybody yeah, who I know. has a computer. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, so, so there's a new standard for being jacked. You know, mm-hmm. I think what was jacked in the 80s is mm-hmm. not considered jacked now. What would you say is the difference in the jackedness? Uh, I mean, I think that you can't – I feel like, you know, before when you were jacked, it maybe just meant having having guns, having big biceps. Right. But you could still be kind of a fat guy. Yeah. yeah. yeah like yeah. Sylvester Stallone, I think, is a great example of a guy who just has huge arms. But, you know, if he didn't have huge arms, you're like, oh, there's kind of a paunchy guy. Right. Uh, you know, in his heyday, in the Sylvester Stallone, you know, cobra over the top. Heyday. I don't know. Rocky Rocky Four. Rock, he's pretty. Yeah, is he cut? Uh, you, Rocky Rambo Four. He's, where he's pretty. He's pretty okay. jacked in Rambo. I think. I'm, that I might think not Rocky be the best Four example. Like, yeah. That could. Yes, could be Juicin. Anyways, but the you know to be jacked and to be a weightlifting yeah, guy, yeah. you know, it's a it's a whole new ball game. Yeah. If you're Chris Hemsworth, sure. Yeah, if you're a Hemsworth, but I guess also in the world of like weightlifting, it's all these like. Um, Norse guys with mohawks who are trying to like push down trees. Yeah, it's and like stuff the, like that. It's the um, strongest man and uh, CrossFit like yeah natural movements, not just bench pressing, like pushing things and carrying things, like movements that sure. you use in real life, H- hitting something with a sledgehammer yeah, or yeah. flipping something. a tire. Yeah, flipping. Uh, so there will be these like you know videos of these kind of crazy jacked, wild-eyed Norse people. Breaking a weird record, like pushing over a giant tree or uh-huh. something that I guess the record was set in some sort of Viking literature. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you'll see this kind of shaky cam video of this of this maniac doing this thing, the sweaty red maniac accomplishing this feat. And this has happened more than once. And then out of the corner... Arnold Schwarzenegger will be there cheering him on in, like, slacks and a polo. Just be like, yes, you're doing great. It's very. He seems to be just showing up at things to cheer on other strong men. Arnold Schwarzenegger loves exercise. Yeah, totally. He believes in exercise the way that other. I mean, my mom saved my presidential physical fitness certificate for some time. (laughs) I mean, listen, someone, someone in America encouraging people to exercise is not a bad thing. No. Yeah. As we are. Or would it be better if he didn't have an illegitimate child with his maid that lived in his house for 20 years? Sure. Yeah. That's a little creepy. But I mean, I guess, I guess even that is better than if he just abandoned that child. <laughs> <laughs> are those expendable movies bad? Sure. <laughs> Should he have done those? No. Was he ever good at acting or charming in any way? 
Actually, no. no surprisingly, <laughs> not. probably not. Yeah. There's like there's like five minutes in kindergarten cop where you're like, hey, that guy's like he's a human being. It is weird that he never learned to act despite being in so Mm-mm. many movies. I experienced so many huge hit movies. Totally. I watched True Lies not that long ago, mm-hmm. and the two things that struck me about uh, True Lies in watching it, I saw it in the theater. Mm-hmm. You know, whatever when I was fourteen or something. But the two things that struck me about True Lies were, uh, number one, Tom Arnold is legitimately great in it. Mm-hmm. Tom Arnold is fantastic in True Lies. Gotta no be, wonder it made him a star. Got to be coked up out of his mind, right? Who knows? No, I think, <laughs> honestly, I think he was I think he was clean and sober by the time oh, he wow. did True oh. Lies. Yeah, I feel like he got clean and sober. I'm trying to remember from doing research for the interview, but I feel like he got clean and sober like, in like 89 or 90 or something Also, like I feel like he's one of the people that got attracted to drugs because that was already his energy. Yeah. Yeah, fucking coke. Let's do that. Let's do that. <laughs> yeah. You know? Uh, and uh, but yeah, Tom Arnold is like funny and also good at acting and like basically carries the movie. The I still, I mean, is- I just remember like seeing that in the theater and like the one joke that like stuck with me as being hilarious uh, was uh, he's getting shot at and he hides behind a pole or a post or something, and after the gunfire barrage is over, he like checks himself for bullets. He like checks himself to make sure he's shot. And then he grabs his crotch to make sure he wasn't shot there and then, like, lets out a sigh of relief. <laughs> I feel like from that era, I remember that joke. And when in A League of Their Own, when John Lovett said, well, time to go give the wife a little pickle tickle. <laughs> Those are, like, the two jokes of my childhood. Uh, yeah. He's not, Tom Arnold, not a, never a subtle comedian. No. Uh, the other thing that I remember about rewatching that movie a year or two ago uh, actually, kind of. I enjoyed watching it. I, if you're looking for a dumb movie to watch, uh, you could do a lot I'm, worse. I remember than liking Lies. that movie. Um, but uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger is horrible. <laughs> he's like not compelling in any way. He's a total zero. He's he's got that. He stumbled onto the same thing that Keanu Reeves stumbled on, which is that if you look a certain way and have a certain like I can be an action hero look about you, if you can be cast in something where your deficiency is a positive. So, example, like Arnold Schwarzenegger is wooden and stiff and can't act. Let's make him be a robot. Genius. Nah, Perfect. Right. Keanu Reeves is like sort of clueless surfer guy. Whoa, I know Kung Fu. Neo doesn't know anything. He's fucking clueless about the world that he's in. And he spends every scene in that movie going, what, what, what? And then right, yeah. A guy who, it's we, perfect. We've, yeah, we've, uh, we, to, to be the stranger to strange land, we've cast a guy who always looks like he doesn't know what's going on. <laughs> Keanu, you're not in your mark. What? Yeah, let's just roll. Let's just roll. Go, you know, take, use it. Use it. <laughs> use that confusion. You know, I think what happened is, like, I think no one will ever be as famous again as Arnold Schwarzenegger was in the late 80s. Right, like, right. Yeah. The movie starness. Sort of Eddie Murphy, Arnold. Yeah. Doesn't happen Bruce anymore. Willis, yeah, it doesn't really. Yeah, you can ne- yeah, Bruce Willis will never play rock harmonica at the opening of his own <laughs> restaurant again. Um, so we want to sell wine coolers. Let's get Bruce. Bruce. Grooms. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Walk this way. I don't know. Uh, I don't know what's playing in yeah. that wine. But yeah. But I think that was to the point where he was just such a such a thing that probably a director couldn't even tell him you did that wrong. Right. Right. Like I bet it was to the thing where like, oh, we couldn't understand that line. I don't know. Do you want to tell him? Guy who's directing Demolition Man, <laughs> Simon West. Yeah. No, sorry, that's uh, Sylvester Stallone. Anyway, yeah. What's a bad well, arm? Com- Commando. Movie? Commando. Listen, there are moments in Commando as a child, mm-hmm. a child watching on like HBO in my home in North Carolina. I was like, quit bragging. <laughs> Not South Carolina, fucking North Carolina. Ooh, whoa. 
and not starve. Yeah. No, HBO. shall yeah. I accompany you to the North Carolina Coterie? <laughs> Burlington Coat Factory, here we come. Mm. Um, there Coat were moments in Commando where I thought, hey, just guys, maybe just take a look at that and rethink that that shot. That yeah. scene. Like in Commando, there's a he like raids the compound at the end or whatever. Commando is the one that has the famous scene of just Arnold strapping on weapons. Sure. It's like gun in this holster. Paint on this eye, grenade, grenade, knife, and then he attacks tiny this big, rocket launcher. Right, there's a big rocket launcher and then a little rocket launcher. He has he several has, different rocket launchers. He attacks this compound and he's killing guys and blowing guys up. And at a certain point, you realize <laughs> every guy that dies via an explosion executes off a trampoline a perfect like one and a half. Right, you know, with a like you know his arms are folded right and he does the spin. You're like. That looks ridiculous. No one saw that? No one caught that in the dailies? Like, I'm a child. Right. The amazing death dance. (laughs) (laughs) It's like a, you know, it's like a gymnast going off of a pommel horse. It's ridiculous. It would be fun if Arnold Schwarzenegger was in one of those movies, but it was set in, like, Samaritz or something, (laughs) somewhere where there's, like, skating waiters. You know what I'm talking about? (laughs) No. Yeah, there's, like, a thing, ice skating waiters. Okay. And uh, it's, like, in, like, a Swiss... Ski show. Wait, 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 wait. Okay. Joint. Were you watching Frozen with your kids last night? No. This is Frozen. This is Frozen. The movie Frozen. This is, this has, the, this is the end of Frozen when they're ice skating around. I has think you've got a lot of murders in it. Because <laughs> what I'm imagining is people like attempted a murder blown in them and then they skate backwards. <laughs> it's like the ice. It's like the. It's like that. Those leaps and dances, but combined with the elegance of being mm. on skates. Sure. I think after Batman and Robin, we do not want Arnold anywhere near ice. Okay. He fair played enough. Mr. Freeze. That's true. In a movie that had like that was when every action movie was trying so hard to come up with the I'll be back. So he, as Mr. Freeze, he, it's just like, chill out. Doesn't it seem be like cool. every movie after that, like until now, has been a reaction in some way to Batman and Robin? Like not <laughs> wanting to be Batman and Robin, Please, just trying oh so God. fucking hard. Uh, I had a, um, I had a sketch that I was always pushing to my sketch group about Arnold Schwarzenegger going in for the meeting of uh, for Mr. Freeze, and. You know they're they're pitching it to him. They're like, "It's great. You've got all these. Uh, you've got all these amazing catchphrases. You know, uh, be cool, chill out." And Arnold's like, "Oh yes, I've thought of some myself too." <laughs> I would play Arnold Schwarzenegger, by the way, because my impression is so good. He's like, "I also have some catchphrases I would like you to put in the movie." I'm Ice Guy. <laughs> and he just didn't understand how to make a good ice pun. And they had to, like, break it to him that it wouldn't yeah. work. Yeah, there's actually no puns in Austria in Germanic languages. They don't exist. Right, so he yeah. doesn't. He can't comprehend sure. that concept. My gun shoots cold ice. <laughs> you are yeah. now frozen and cannot move. I don't know. It's it's good. It's good. Uh, so, so yeah, more, we'll, we'll roll around there and see if it works. Anyway. Look at how powerful I am <laughs> with ice shooting. Yeah. <laughs> Vis-a-vis the coolness of the room that I am currently <laughs> in. Your temperature is now dropping. <laughs> You're probably dead from freezing. <laughs> how do you like that, Kelvin? <laughs> because you see, Kelvin is a unit of heat measurement. He's looking right into the camera as he's saying this. Yeah, man. He's, he's doing that action with his hands that's rolling forward so you can because see he's explaining you know. something. By the way, that was Werner Herzog. Yeah, right, yeah. He did that a slide Werner, into Werner. Werner Herzog did direct Batman and Robin, right? Yes. Here in this cave with these bats, 
He's tormented by the death of his parents. You know, well, you know, you've seen, you've seen Batman versus the Joker. Sure, you've seen Batman versus uh, the. Sandman. Well, get question, out of here. Question mark. Man. Question sure. Mark man. <laughs> so many comic book guys are just at home gripping their fucking computer. Oh, it's pissing me off. I know he doesn't mean it, but it's wrong. You've seen Batman versus the Joker. You've seen Batman versus the Riddler. You've seen Batman versus Raz Al Ghul. You've seen preteen Batman who's not even fucking Batman anymore yet on Fox. Have you seen Have you seen Batman versus the Cruel? An unknowable darkness of nature. <laughs> His greatest foe yet. Yeah. I mean, you between... cannot run from the temperatures that are creeping outside of the <laughs> <laughs> Between between Marvel and DC, you know, I think we've we've got we've got forty comic book movies yeah. planned between now and you know twenty twenty. Yeah, yeah. Let Werner Herzog direct one of <laughs> Give them. Give him one. Who I could be something B list. Like <laughs> just trim Hemsworth. Booster like... Gold. I don't know. <laughs> There's definitely something. Booster Gold is on the raft. Water, water everywhere, but nary a drop to drink. <laughs> All you gotta do is trim like Chris Hemsworth. Madness conditioning. Con- madness is beginning to consume Booster Gold. <laughs> His only friend, the hole in the head of the porpoise. <laughs> what? <laughs> Do you know who this character is? Booster Do you Gold know who your his, character is? Booster Gold and his loyal sidekick, an albino tortoise, <laughs> over 220 years old. <laughs> the movie will be filmed in real time and all in a cave. Werner, there's no way we're casting CCH Pounder. Just listen. It's a superhero She's movie. She's great. We She's love great. her. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, and you have to set up Justice League Dark at the end. Just if, as long as you yeah. do that, as long as you we tease. We need like eight minutes post credit. You have to tease Constantine mm-hmm. at the end, but then you're fine. Just do whatever the fuck you want. Constantine. <laughs> Booster Gold, single-minded <laughs> dedication <laughs> to building the tallest castle in all of Bavaria. <laughs> He's not about helping people at all, just building no. this castle. Just once, he's completely obsessed with building this castle. I feel like you could just trim like Chris Hemsworth's like like hair and makeup budget for the next Avengers movie, and Werner Herzog could make Booster Gold. You like, know what? Why? You know, Werner Herzog's been doing some acting. I know a lot of people were upset with Ben Affleck as Batman. Maybe mm. we could get Werner Herzog as Batman. <laughs> sure, sure. I mean, it could be a. I mean, it could be a. You know, a Frank Miller, Dark Knight Rises, like older Batman, exactly. kind of coming out of retirement because he feels the world needs him again. Exactly. Do you know he, who I am? I don't know who I am. Perhaps <laughs> we can find out. That's not. Oh, shit. I am Batman, but also so is everyone else. <laughs> we are all Batman. <laughs> Robin, we are powerless in the face of the unknowable forces of nature. <laughs> and then Robin is just a tree with sunglasses. <laughs> <laughs> he's talking to this whole time it's Scandinavian pop sensation Robin oh right yes yeah exactly <laughs> we'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse go it's Jordan Jesse go I'm Jesse Thorne the voice of the millennial generation Jordan Morris boy detective Nick, repeat Adams. Max Fun Drive time, gentlemen. This is the second of two Max Fun Drive episodes of Jordan Jesse Go. And I would like to kick off this little Max Fun Drive discussion with some good news. Let's hear it. We just explodified our goal mm-hmm. of 2,000 new and upgrading donors. Excellent. We destroyificated it. 
five days into the drive. Hot damn. We did it. It is absolutely unbelievable. Uh, that's the good news. Mm-hmm. The bad news is almost certainly, Jordan, you and I are going to have to buy a <laughs> boat on Craigslist right. and record a sh- We're not quite to the 2500 stretch goal yet, but if you out there right now go to MaximumFun.org slash donate, I think Jordan and I are going to have to buy a boat and record a show from the middle of MacArthur Park Lake as promised. I did, by the way, we were talking about Gilligan Corps last time. Mm-hmm. Uh, to go with As a style hat. choice. Yeah, I bought a Gilligan shirt. Okay. And I already have Gilligan pants. Okay. And I'm wondering if you're willing to dress as the skipper. What does the skipper wear? He wears like white. Captain hat. Captain yeah. hat. He's got a, he's polo. Got a navy blue captain hat mm-hmm. and like a blue polo shirt. Mm-hmm. I mean, to kind of commemorate the new Werner Herzog film where he's lost at sea, can I just dress as Booster Gold? <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> can you guys like stand up paddleboard across? Is that? I guess that's not quite technically a boat. Yeah, it doesn't have. Uh, uh, it's got it's a it's water recreation uh, uh, craft. I've been looking at I've been looking at listings on Craigslist, mm-hmm. and I'm really focusing in on ones where it says uh, floats mm-hmm. or <laughs> does not leak. Sure, which is only like half of them. Yeah, feels like maybe you shouldn't even mention that if it floats, if it doesn't leak. <laughs> it's one of those like I definitely don't have VD, so mm. we should go to have sex right now. Like, don't, what, why would you? What? Oh. <laughs> Because there's this penicillin on your nightstand. No, it's yeah. just good to have. It's just general. It's just sure. good to have. I'm just going to trade I'm it. It's like lemon juice for household country. uses. It's just good to have it around. Soon. and Yeah, so I think that I think it's really looking like we're going to have to buy this boat. Okay. But we also have a bigger stretch goal. Sure. 4,000 donors. If we get to 4,000 donors during this pledge drive, not only will Jordan and I buy a boat on Craigslist and do a show from the middle of MacArthur Park Lake, not only will Travis McElroy get a My Brother, My Brother, and Me tattoo, Whoa. which he is promising to do, uh, but we will record two additional bonus episodes in addition to the one that we've already put in the tank. Um, and there will be three donor bonus episodes this year. And for every donation over 2000 every new and upgrading donation over 2000 five meals to hungry families. That's great. Courtesy of MaximumFun.org. They have to be eaten in the middle of MacArthur Park Lake. You've got to eat them. We're going to keep them <laughs> And they the have boat. to have their own boat. They you know, can't, like, you can't right. just be getting everybody You know like boats. when you're a little kid and you're at a, like a swimming pool birthday party and the, the dad just throws a handful of pennies? It's <laughs> yeah. like that with meals. <laughs> exactly. We just put them at the bottom of the lake. <laughs> you get oh, some hungry mans. You go down there and you see what you can find. Sure. Is it a gun? <laughs> sure. Is, is it, it a syringe? Discarded hypodermic needle? Yes. Is it a is it a nice Swanson's uh, Salisbury steak? Yeah, <laughs> let's hope so. <laughs> Jordan, you actually you had a tweet about uh, I what that I thought was a very useful way of thinking about supporting the Max Fund Drive. Sure, which was about what you do, like when you go out to a bar or something. Like oh, that. sure. This is yeah. <laughs> I you know I wanted to bring this up because uh, I, I think this is a good you know it, it is a little bit hard to wrap your head around voluntarily donating to something you use. I think we're all kind of used to just shit being free these days. and Or shit costing money and we just have to pay for it. Sure. Um, but voluntarily donating, it's kind of like, I feel like kind of we doing this, we basically work for tips. Like, we don't have a salary. I don't have a salary. Like, I only get money for this. Brian only gets money for this if people donate. And then we, you know, so it's like 
Tipping. I only get money for this if people don't. Sure. Yeah. yeah, totally. I mean, so we're all basically working for tips here. And, uh, you know, when you go out to a bar, when you go to uh, when you go to a coffee, a coffee area, <laughs> you uh, you throw the person a buck a drink. Uh, why not? Why Caffeinatorium? Not? Sure. Yes. The ca- yeah. The caffeinateria. <laughs> Uh, Vomit, vomitorium? Yeah, the vomitorium. When you go to the vomitorium, you tip the towel guy after he <laughs> wipes your mouth so you can go back out to the orgy feast. You know, fun, you know, interesting point of fact. Mm-hmm. This is going to be good. Vomitoria yeah. mm-hmm. are actually where yeah. you enter mm-hmm. and exit yeah. the stadium. Oh, this is so interesting. It's internet. Not. Oh, internet. This is so interesting. Uh, speaking of that guy. Um, I put this up, and I think it's a great way to look at this because, yeah, I mean, you tip a bartender a dollar and you don't think anything of it. It doesn't really affect your bottom line. You're not like, oh, shit, I'm a little short this month because of all those bartender tips I mm. gave out. Yeah. So it's kind of thinking about it as, you know, giving, giving, if you like a show, give the person a, you know, a buck a show or thereabouts. Uh, and yeah, and I got a lot of good response to that, and a lot of people, you know, retweeted it, and it seemed to make sense. But also, who I got to hear from when I tweeted that is the "I don't tip on principle" oh. contingent. Oh, jeez! And I was how I was, many how many American flags? How un- many American flags were in their their, <laughs> in their avatars? Yeah. Uh, and I was I was I saw our buddy Eliza Skinner last night, and she's like, "Oh, how's the Mexican drive going?" I'm like, "Oh, good. I put up this thing and about you know, kind of treating." Tipping podcasts like tipping bartenders and, you know, got all these I don't tip people. She's like, oh, you should have just told them that you weren't speaking to them. You were speaking to all the people who aren't horrible monsters. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Oh, sorry. Yeah, and usually I do not – my policy is don't engage on the internet. I think the mute <laughs> button is your friend. Use it liberally. Mute liberally. <laughs> yeah, sure. Have uh, you ever preemptively blocked anyone? Uh, oh, because I, you see their avatar and you're like, this no, you guy's going to be trouble. I've seen someone that I know having like a sort of back and forth yeah. with someone. And you're just like, I don't ever want to say something similar to this person. This is going to get worse before it gets better. <laughs> so just, just in case this guy ever focuses in my direction, sure. he cannot. Yeah. So, I mean, I didn't engage the guys who, who, who outed themselves to me as proud non-tippers. Uh, so I guess you didn't get any feedback from me. I mean um, – I'll say it here. Go fuck yourselves. <laughs> Go fuck yourselves. You're a That's what makes I listen. I know America is a problematic nation. We're not perfect, but I think something beautiful we do is we tip our fucking bartenders. And you know and it's what? something to be proud of. You God know, damn funny. it! This actually this came up on Judge John Hodgman maybe mm-hmm. six months ago because sure. we had uh, we had a case about tipping housekeeping at hotels, mm-hmm. and then we had a, a couple of docket cases about tipping in general. And these I don't tip on principle people came out of the woodwork. Jeez. And here's the thing. Whether or not you think that tipping is the best way to do things, mm-hmm. it is the way that things are done. Mm-hmm. And it's how people who are uh, in a difficult position having a service industry job are paid. It's with completely within your power to pay them. Just pay them. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's not that hard. I also you can I, look if you want to patronize restaurants where they don't tip and it's all folded into the bill. Go for it. I got no problem with. Or that. Or maybe you just always take five other people when you go out to dinner. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> I don't want to have to. Add, I just sure, I want the gratuity. I don't have to bring up the calculator on my phone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But you no, know, I think. I, but I, moral of the story is, I think that that I, I think that that idea of tipping a bartender is a great one. Because uh, above and beyond just the idea that, uh, you know, you pay for the shows, like, I feel like a buck a show is like, it seems like a really reasonable sure. guideline to me. If you've got a job 
Uh, you could afford to drop that money. You know, whether it's you listen to one show, it's five bucks a month. You listen to a couple shows, it's ten or twenty bucks a month. Um, but that's an amount of money that you can totally yeah. afford, and you will get sweet thank you gifts. Yeah, like there's also stuff you don't. It doesn't just go into the ether, uh, and you don't just get a warm feeling. You get physical stuff, and uh, if you haven't donated before, there are a shit ton of bonus episodes. Yeah, the, right now, so somebody asked me, the, somebody donated and tweeted me because they were surprised that it was all of the bonus episodes mm-hmm. from all time, and not just this year's single bonus episode. There are presently more than fifty hours of bonus episodes that you yeah. get. If you are, if you are having some, if you have some maybe summer travel on the horizon, you know you're going to be in the car or on a plane a lot, and you need some, you just need a fucking lot of shit to listen to. This is a a good value, I would say. If you're one of these completists that's listened to every episode sure. of Jordan Jesse Go or is working your way through, first of all, God bless you. Yeah. Second of all, great news. There's more that you haven't listened to. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, go to maximumfund.org slash donate. <laughs> even even five bucks a month gets you access to all that bonus content. Ten bucks a month, you get that in a tote bag. Twenty bucks a month, you get that plus the in-flight power pack, which is a device charger, a water bottle, antibacterial wipes, and yes, pilot wings. $35 a month, you get all that stuff plus the shot glasses. It's super easy to become a Max Fund donor, and it is the you know it is the thing to do that will make you feel awesome about listening to every Max Fund show that you listen to. So go to MaximumFund.org slash donate. It is how we get paid. It is the literal way that oh, it's where our money comes from. I don't know if you've noticed, if you've listened to, uh, you know, I don't know, the Corolla show or something like that recently, and you've Just noticed the Toyota 10th- Compact Sedan hmm. podcast. Yeah, exactly. It's all about. We don't do that stuff. We don't get involved in all of that stuff. We never have more than two sponsors on an episode, and rarely do we have two sponsors on an episode. We keep it short and tight, and we turn down a lot of sponsors that we think are shady. Um, Our real money stream does not come from advertising or from sales or from merchandising or from live shows or whatever. It comes from your donation. So go to MaximumFun.org slash donate. And if you're not doing it, you know, for us – Conceivably, if you're listening to the show, you like it and you want it to continue. But more than that, do it as a just a big fuck you to the non-tippers of the world. If you <laughs> just so the next time you're, I can't imagine you would run into one of these people in public because they're probably fucking cave trolls. But if you run into one in public and they try and talk you into their philosophy, their Ayn Randian philosophy of not tipping bartenders, you can say, oh, hey, go fuck yourself, and also, I'm a good person, and I not only tip my bartenders, but my podcasters, too, and uh, trim your goddamn neck beard. (laughs) Jordan, I can totally see running into these people. All of us in our lives at some point have to pass under a bridge. That's true. That's true. With our with with the two other goats who are part of our family, <laughs> and hey, if you tweet about the Max Fun Drive, we are giving away tickets. Uh, to we're giving away a ticket to Max Fun Con on our live streaming show, which is on Friday night, the last night of the Pledge Drive. You can find all the information at maximumfund.org. But just tweet about it with the link maximumfund.org/slash/donate and the hashtag Max Fun Drive, so we can find it. Make a great, funny, interesting tweet, and you might get a free trip to Max Fun Con. It's okay. going to be held in Vernon this year, I believe. <laughs> yeah, it is. Absolutely. We'll be back in just a second <laughs> on Jordan Jesse Go. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, the voice of the millennial generation. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Nick Repeat Adams. Uh, do you guys want to help me 
unpack something that happened recently? That's Jordan, I love unboxing videos. <laughs> no, I'm not talking about Galaxy my new Note? iPad mini. <laughs> I'm talking about a life experience that left me confused. I just really want to tip my hat to Nick for saying <laughs> Samsung Galaxy Note. <laughs> it was really was, good. That's that's definitely the best thing to unbox in an unboxing video. Sure, or Batman bust. <laughs> we would also would have accepted Batman bust. Sailor Moon bust? Something made of vinyl. Yeah, <laughs> right. Um, so I did uh, – I was asked to do a comedy show uh, last night. Uh, they wanted an appearance from my now classic character, Coked Up Michael Bay. Sure. That's like one of the most beloved recurring characters in the stage-based Los Angeles alternative comedy world. Yeah. I mean I think people are going to – you know, when, when we get, you know, those retrospectives, mm-hmm. gears from now, mm-hmm. you know, the coffee table book. Right. When there's an oral history of <laughs> stage-based L.A. comedy – 2013 to 2015, talking about this magic period. Yeah. I think a lot of people are going to have have a lot to say about coked up Michael Bay, and On they can say Grantland. that. Yeah, and they could say like, I was there. Yeah, I saw it. Right, I saw the time he pitched Christmas movies. Sure. Uh, it was originally coked up Brian Grazer, and I was like, no, 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 Joy. <laughs> no, no, no. That's true. I I should mention that Nick helped me workshop the character. Um, we did it at the Actors Gang, <laughs> and uh, it was just a real. It was a, it was a journey, and thank yeah, you for yeah. going on that journey with me. My pleasure. Um, so I don't think you could have done it without Tim Robbins. No, I mean he was instrumental. I mean mm-hmm. he helped as a director. He's so under people don't understand. That right. He's yeah. not just an actor. He's got a lot of insights. Yeah, I mean and he's very tall. Mm-hmm. I came up with the text, but Tim brought it to life, right. <laughs> and that's why it was almost as funny. As the player. <laughs> they don't just Real put close. anything up at the Mark Taper Forum. It's like an exhaustive process. Yeah, really sure. Like, like, people but, think you know, we, we had been wanting to work together for a while. and um... <laughs> Did previews in Rancho Cucamonga. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so many people outside of Los Angeles are going to love this bit. The Ranch gonna Cook just. The Ranch Cook crowd loved it. <laughs> They're going to just. Um, it's a funny name. I think you can appreciate Rancho Cucamonga no, Rancho, being a funny Rancho name. Cucamonga, please. Are you, still, are, you, are you and Tim Robbins still going to do that onstage conversation at Zocalo Public Square? <laughs> yeah, yes, we are. Uh, moderated by Dana Stevens. It's going to be great. Try yeah. to foster she's the gonna, public He's going to talk to me, but Dana Stevens is going to moderate the conversation. So on. she's going to be like, whoa, don't go there, Tim. <laughs> then it's on to the Cleveland City Club. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I thought when I got this invitation to do this show, that it was at a uh, comic book store turned venue on Ventura. Okay. It was a comic book store turned venue in Ventura. Oh. Which is an hour away. Yes, yes. So so not only so is it... might as well be in Rancho Cucamonga. I might right? as well be in Rancho Cucamonga. <laughs> you at least get... If you do a Rancho Cook, you get five minutes at the top just on the name. <laughs> right, exactly. What is this town? A caveman? Anyway. Um, <laughs> if it's in San Dimas, at least you could say San Dimas High School Football Rules. I just try and open up live comedy with that anyway. <laughs> yeah, sure. It's a beloved... Yeah. It's a beloved catchphrase. Uh, so, you know, in this... So, you know, I was I was like, okay, well, i got to kind of plan my night. Let's map out this place. Oh, Ventura. Anyway, uh, so I was bummed. Uh, the comedy show actually turned out being really great, and it was in a, a, a very very colorful part of Ventura. Ventura, I don't know how to describe it to someone who's not here. It's, it's, I've never been to Ventura. It is it's – a, it's, a, it's a little slice of Orange County. Uh-huh. <laughs> adjacent to LA. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. I guess if you go if you go an hour north or south of LA, it just turns into that. Yeah. Right. And it's Magic Mountain adjacent? 
Uh, that's Valencia. Ah, oh, that's right. That's I know. Right. Uh, there was no hamburger hamlet where I was at, Nick. <laughs> Ventura is like halfway between Los Angeles and Santa Barbara. Yeah. 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 That's Yes. Yeah. That's that's about where it is. Uh, and the comic book store was a really cool place. It was called Hypno Comics. If you're in Ventura, I suggest going there. Nice folks. Great store. Now, Jordan, are you saying that of your own free will? I, I, I am, yes. The, the Hypno Comics people. <laughs> you know, they did show me the spinning coin that I thought was really interesting. <laughs> Um, but it was in a strip mall with, and I'm not I'm not saying dive bar in the hipster sense. I'm saying dive like bar, real like, actually, yeah, like yeah. this is a this is a dump. Mm-hmm. It was called Broken Dreams of Ventura. Sure, exactly. Yeah, or just Ventura Dreams, and <laughs> uh, and that was com- Saturday morning after okay. the comic book. <laughs> yeah, after Saved by the Bell yeah, came yeah, Ventura yeah. Dreams. I just bailed on my own joke like with the uh, <laughs> like, oh, okay. right with uh, <laughs> with music by Raspberry Jizz. Um. And the comic book store shared a bathroom with this bar. There's just Oof. a kind of a central bathroom in the middle of this strip mall. <laughs> okay. Yep. <laughs> okay. Yep. And so I'm I'm going around the corner uh, to just the bathroom to touch up your makeup to touch up my makeup. <laughs> uh, yeah, I apply I apply flour to my face to make it look like I've been snorting blow for this character. Um, and out of the dive bar come two. Just, just two of Ventura's finest. These two. <laughs> so uh-huh. cops came right out of the dive bar. Right. Uh, well, I say uh, not. Uh, no, I'm saying that uh, these are two. These are two kind of women in their 40s who are uh-huh. just kind of covered in rockabilly tattoos. What my wife and I would refer to as classy ladies of Ventura. Uh, yes, exactly. Uh, the Real Housewives of Ventura. <laughs> and I mean, they're and you know they're they're stumbly cartoon drunk, and. So they're kind of leaning on they each other. They were drinking the XXX jug. Right, yes, though, yeah, so. they were drinking a, out of a jug. <laughs> um, and they, they're, and then they, they look at me, and they see me going for the bathroom, and one just, just locks eyes with me, just locks eyes with me. Clunk, clunk. Yeah. And she says to her friend, oh, my God, give me an egg. So the friend reaches in her purse and pulls out a Ziploc baggie with Easter eggs in it. Ziploc baggie has like four Easter eggs in it. She takes one of them, walks over to me, cracks it on my head, and confetti falls out all over my face, and then they just leave. Yeah! So. What? I think I'm married to this woman now. (laughs) I think I have a. I think I have a. She has squatters rights in your apartment. Yeah, yeah. I cannot testify against this woman in court. That is, you know what? I am an attorney in mm-hmm. Ventura County. <laughs> oh, really? Okay. I'm, a Ven- I'm licensed only in Ventura County. Just saying that <clears throat> makes you an attorney in Ventura County. Yeah. And, in the presence of like three witnesses. And that is that is called a Ventura common law marriage. <laughs> wow. If you have shared an Easter egg of confetti with someone, mm-hmm. you are, that's why. The that's law why is. Rick Taylor is married to so many people in Ventura. <laughs> I can't imagine I owe any kids child yeah, support. The law is, it's worded trickle. Because you don't, you have to give negative. You know, you can't. You don't have to give affirmative consent. You have to say negative. So if you don't say anything, yeah, you're I mean, just it was married. One of those situations where, like, I knew something was going to happen, <laughs> right? And I guess I, I mean, we were far you enough were away that it would be sexual. Sure, yes, <laughs> I guess, yeah, right. That these two forty-year-olds are like, let's find a pudgy dork and go to town on him. <laughs> and then she was like, can you hand me an egg? Yes. You don't have children, so you don't know how it works. No, I that don't know be how, how it, it happens. Yeah. Um. But I chose to just kind of stand there and let it wash over me. <laughs> like I should, literally, something is going let to happen. Me 
confetti from the egg literally wash over you. Yeah. Which means a sober 40-year-old woman prepared confetti eggs prior to going out drinking with her friend. <laughs> you know what right? I think this is about, Jordan? Yeah. <clears throat> I think this is about people seeing that you have curly hair mm-hmm. and assuming that you're fun. Yeah. He's up for this. Yeah. I guess I'm kind of fun. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, but and the thing is, like, if this was not a this was not a party gift. This was a. I mean, the I picked it out of my hair. It was eggshell. Like, mm-hmm, it was real. Wait a minute. It was a. It was a real. It was egg? a real egg. I, when you said Easter egg, I just assumed as soon as I heard this thing about the. I assumed it was like one of those plastic. See, like, I knew two halves. I know how they get down. I, think I mean, I think Valencia. isn't there I, something I, where you can kind of pinhole. An egg and yeah, yeah, suck out the, the yolk, yeah. But then you gotta like let it dry, right? You can't have it. Yeah, you gotta let the. Well, yolk how do you dry get out? the confetti in there? Oh, the confetti's already in there. You just blow the yolk and the. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. Eggs are naturally, na- <laughs> eggs are naturally filled with confetti. I don't know. I don't know how these things are created. They were. It was. It's a mystery. I'm still trying to figure out what exactly happened and what the mechanics were. These are some very crafty rockabilly women. Very crafty rockabilly women. Um, they yeah, and I like put their own poodle appliques on their skirts. <laughs> I like the idea too that before they just go yeah. down to the you know to the local dump uh-huh. for a pint, sure, they're like let's let's make some complicated crafts and <laughs> mm-hmm. smash them on strangers to delight and confuse them. It's not a lot to do with that. That's... Get this needle point of Brian Setzer. Sure, exactly. <laughs> these are maybe really more. These are maybe more misfits, I rockabilly just, ladies okay, than gotcha. Brian Setzer. I it's just picture minor difference. I'm just saying that in case April I Richardson. I just picture is Brian Setzer's finger on his mouse, hovering over the donate button, uh-huh. and then just <laughs> hearing that. <laughs> oh. oh, not today, assholes! Giant horn section. Yeah. Pass oh, I was shredding. Oh, Brian pa- Setzer was shredding? Yeah. Pass me my giant guitar. My, oh, sorry. I, in my I maybe... imagination, Brian Setzer has his hand on the thing. He finds out that it's, n- that it's not that we made fun of Brian Setzer. He takes his hand off, points to his trombones, just... and they go, warp, warp, uh... warp, warp. <laughs> Is that guy just there? Knock off early, boys. That's what he plays on the guitar. Yeah. Bloom. I'm glad I pay you guys $50,000 a year. Who wants the white swingers? (laughs) Again. (laughs) We just watched that on the way to that lake where we performed. (laughs) That lake run by a county that you have to pay $3 to get into (laughs) all summer. Yeah, they uh, they have a mini, they have a a portable DVD player in the back of the van. (laughs) You know, used to watch swingers. (laughs) I wish we were in Big Bad Voodoo Daddy, they say to themselves. Goddamn Voodoo Daddy. Fucking Voodoo Daddy. Um, BVD? But yes, I had another confusing subculture thing happen. <laughs> Wait, so you're attributing this to their rockabilliness? <laughs> uh, you I think that guess. punk rock rockabillies, yeah. like psychobillies, sure. they're into cracking eggs of confetti on people's heads? It has to have something to do with their subculture. I think it's just kind of general. I think it goes with you craftiness. Think that, like, you think that, like, on the Reverend Horton Heat's blog, yeah. there was a post He about... also has some needlepoint shit. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so I was uh, I was driving in North Hollywood. Don't want to brag. I get around, guys. Thank you. I, go, that... I go everywhere. I go to Ventura. I Thank go to North Hollywood. Thank you for not Hollywood. saying no-ho. Yeah. I go to San Dimas. Oh, uh, San Dimas High School football rules. Yeah, they do rule. Yeah. Uh, Carlsbad. You name it. I'm there. 
Oh, Carlsbad, home of Tip Top Meats. I'm headed there this week. I'm. Uh, I was driving in North Hollywood, and I I saw a a group of young punk rockers. Now these were somewhere. Whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. This isn't reading to me. I know, right? Just can you, if you can get your mind around this. Had you, bre- had you traveled through a time machine tr- shortly beforehand? <laughs> yeah. To 1994? So these were some young punk, in very like traditional okay. punk rock attire. This is maybe they were a, a, you know, kind of hovering between Hot Topic and Gutter Punk. Mm-hmm. I feel like I have not seen a young punk rock white person mm-hmm. in 10 years. North Hollywood. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah. How many safety pins per jacket? Ooh, I was not close <laughs> enough. I am going to say between ten and twenty. It's pretty, it's pretty good. There was a leader. Are we talking about homemade rancid patches? Uh, they had definitely had butt flaps. I did not see oh, what bands could have been. Gotcha. Vice Squad. Yeah. Sure. They were uh, young, so they, it's like rings in a tree. It takes time to build up the layers. Right. Yes, so they exactly. just haven't had time. Right. Exactly. And and you know they were a, they were a tough looking bunch sure. walking around looking tough. Intimidating the squares, but the leader, the tallest boy, <laughs> who was the most punk rock of them, who had, you know, who had the, you know, he had a butt flap, just wearing a wife beater, giant mohawk, uh, was carrying two jugs of orange juice. <laughs> Where were they going? Were they going to make mimosas? That's all I can, were they going to a fun brunch? Yeah, you, you missed. go make French toast. Yeah. Out of a nice brioche. Mm-hmm. Well, a listen, little cream cheese icing on there. Listen. I made a corned beef hash the other day. Mm-hmm. It was very punk rock. <laughs> it sounds pretty punk rock. It really reflected my DIY aesthetic. <laughs> right, exactly. I could have just used canned corned beef, but mm-hmm. I didn't. Maybe there was another guy walking with two giant things of vodka that you couldn't see. Oh, could have been. And like that one guy was the juice guy, and the other guy was the vodka guy. So they made, they, yeah, so they, they're like, let's, uh, let's go behind the school. Go behind the gym and have screwdrivers. <laughs> I here's what I think. Sure, I think there was another guy, and I think that you're sort of right, Jordan. Mm-hmm. They were planning on making mimosas, but the other guy didn't have magnums of champagne. Mm-hmm. He had Martinelli sparkling cider. Oh, because they were straight these edge. Straight edge. Yeah, these are minor threat edge, kids. Sure, straight edge brunch. <laughs> straight edge punk brunch. <laughs> yeah. Oh, if that exists, I want to go. <laughs> hey, we got Brendan Canty from. <laughs> we got a <laughs> Ian McKay's coming over. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna make some scrambles. We're gonna make a nice goat cheese scramble. Oh yeah, that would be lo- well. No. You're not making Ian McKay a goat cheese scramble. Oh sure, the, bro, bro, yeah, maybe bro. A, maybe a soy. Yeah, soy, I mean, uh, when you say tin, when you say goat cheese, it's assumed now. Unless you say real cheese, it's assumed that you mean yeah. like vegan cheese. Oh okay. You so know, when so. you say goat cheese, you mean soy cheese. Now. No. Goat is, yeah, goat is Spanish for fake. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> Just all gross-tasting cheeses yeah. now fall under the ketting mm-hmm. of goat cheese. <laughs> Just general. But yeah, I mean, I kind of like I like the idea that young toughs are getting together. They're having brunch. They're getting we, a lot of vitamin C. We want to rock out. We absolutely want to <clears throat> fucking wreck shit. Sure. Right. But. If I don't get my vitamin C, I'm no good. You're going to be sleepy. I'm just no good. I'm going to be sleepy. What are you going to do? You know, a lot of those early punk rock guys, you know, they were missing teeth and Mm -hmm. people assumed that it was because their teeth had been punched out in a mosh pit or whatever. 
Actually, it was scurvy. Yeah, mm-hmm. sure. I mean, I think insufficient punk, vitamin young C. punk rockers are susceptible to a lot of navel diseases. Yeah. I think that's the danger of that's what. Punk rock. Let's be clear: not diseases of the navel. No, no, no. no, no. Diseases <laughs> that you would get in the navy. Yeah, sure. Nautical diseases. London Calling is about. That's what it's about, guys. It's not. It's right. about scurvy. It's about diphtheria. <laughs> It's about being consumed by syphilitic madness. Sure. Well, Jordan, I I really enjoyed your explorations of Los Angeles's subcultures. Yeah. <laughs> They're a lot of fun and craftier than you'd think. I have been kind of melancholy lately. Mm-hmm. I've been taking this photography class <clears throat> at uh, the Barnsdall Art Center mm-hmm. here in Los Angeles, a park, city park in Los Angeles. And... Uh, it's like a six or eight person class, and I've talked a little bit about it, but last week was the second to last class, and this coming week will be the final class. And I'm really starting to miss this one woman in the class, Alice. She was out sick last week, and I felt what it will be like to not have her in my life in the future. She's like a 60 ish Armenian woman who disagrees with everything the teacher says. <coughs> um, and she is like very bright eyed. Um, and she's sort of my hero. I would oh, okay. say, like, she has a she has a punk rock edge to her. Mm-hmm. Um, in the way that only someone who clearly really loves her grandchildren and doesn't take shit from anyone can have. Sure, sure. Um, and I'm I like in my heart is heavy missing Alice, and I I haven't even had my last class yet, but just preemptively. Alice is sort of the light of my life. Like she'll, she's everything she mm-hmm. says in class. Yeah. I find myself inside my mind and sometimes outside my mind accidentally, like pumping my fist. Like <laughs> yeah, you tell Alice. Alice. Do you have Do you have an example? Um, like the like the first week, she said like uh, like the teacher was sort of talking about different stuff, and. Uh, and she said she raised the teacher was like introducing the class and she raised her hand and the teacher like not in a time when the teacher was taking questions um and he said yes alice and she said what are we learning in this class <laughs> and he's like well that's what i'm talking about right now and she's like okay <laughs> like what's great about it is she has such a positive attitude about sure. everything and she's legitimately she's one of those people who's like not really being funny on purpose but can tell that she's being funny mm-hmm. which is a really nice like she's not clueless at all uh, she's very clueful uh, <laughs> but I wouldn't characterize her as witty or anything mm-hmm. so like she will just kind of raise her hand say something completely out of the blue like I don't think I like this photograph, mm. you know, or whatever. When we're looking at like uh, f- fucking uh, Richard Avedon portraits mm-hmm. or something, you know, and uh, and then and then she'll go. <laughs> You're like, yes, Alice, <laughs> Alice wins again. Mm. Is that Sherry O'Terry? It's basically it, is, it could it be Sherry O'Terry. Yeah, O'Terry. I don't know exactly how old, and she, you know, now that I think about it, <laughs> she more stands on her chair than sits on it in a sort of. She sort of crouches on top of right. her chair, kind of like a Mr. Peepers move she's doing. Yeah, so he could possibly like a yeah, just a mid '90s SNL. Yeah, she has a mid '90s SNL vibe to her. Oh my god, she is <laughs> do you think amazing. you guys? How could about hang the rule of fourths? Like outside of the class, 
There's this. Sometimes she speaks in Armenian with the other sixty-year-old Armenian mm-hmm. lady in the class, so they don't know each other um, out, from outside the class, other than that they're just both stoked that they signed up for this six-person class, and two of the people happen to be sixty-year-old Armenian mm-hmm. ladies. And the other Armenian lady is like the quietest, sweetest person on earth, and she doesn't have um, a computer. That's like one of her defining characteristics. She's in this digital photography class, and she doesn't own a computer. <laughs> hmm. And um, you can upload them at the public library. At one point, at one point, uh, at one point, they were having this conversation. Alice had come in just sick to death, like she was literally looked like she was about to die but she was sitting in class like she had the flu or something and she's like (coughs) and our teacher's like Alice are you feeling okay and she's like I'm sick but it has been three days you will not get the flu Mm. and we're like okay Alice that's cool and then she had this super fast uh, conversation in Armenian with the other Armenian lady in the class and um, and I said man Alice if you get me sick, I swear to God, I'll murder you. <laughs> and then, um, which is a kind of fun thing you can say to That Alice. is a lot of she fun. Gets sure. It. She gets it. She's got an edgy sense of humor. Alice edgy, gets it. dark. Mm-hmm. And, the, and the nice. An edgy FX style sense of humor. And the quiet, sweet Armenian lady, whose name I don't know because she doesn't talk every three seconds in class like Alice does. Uh, she goes, did you know what we were talking about? <laughs> we were speaking in Armenian. And then she said, oh, you probably heard her say vitamin C. And I was like, yes, that's exactly what happened. <laughs> oh, this class is fun. Yeah. I'm going to miss my friends. Yeah. Well, you know, maybe you can organize a little class reunion. You guys could get together. Um, I don't know. Walk dogs. Oh, I would love to walk dogs with Alice. That would be a lot of fun. I just Do you know if she has dogs? She, would, she probably has some thoughts on dogs. Yeah, I bet. Ooh, she loves to share her thoughts. It's great. Mm-hmm. It is so Tell me all your thoughts on dogs. Yeah, it's a parody a of a beautiful mid nineties. <laughs> a beautiful song, college you rock song. That's a spoof. <laughs> yeah, it's really touching. I Thank didn't you. even know. I didn't know you were such a brilliant melodicist. Yeah, well, you know, I mean, I didn't write the melody. I think that's semisonic Nick, or something. Did you write the melody? No. So I think you wrote it because yeah, there's was... only three of us in here. Yeah, you're right. Tell me all your thoughts on, on dogs. dogs, Alice. Well, it, Alice, uh, you're my fucking hero. It's, it's off. Alice, <laughs> you're my charming hero. You are the funnest lady I've ever a, been in class with. You say whatever comes into your head. Reinterpretation outside of the spoof that our teacher just kind of stares at you in amazement. Sound? No, it's not sound. But I also think that the teacher wants to date you because you are both cool sixty-four-year-olds. So it's not a spoof anymore. Mine started out as a spoof. Yours was a spoof of Let- what? My feelings for Alice? No, hold on. Let me look up who sang this song. Letters to Cleo? Yeah, it might have been Letters to Cleo. <laughs> Something like that. Alice, hold I on. love Jesse, you. Jesse, just keep I'm free really associating. Miss you. Nick, you uh, say lots of sorry. Stuff after you raise your hand at a part I, of the I class love that you... where people aren't <laughs> raising their hands. I love that you were brave enough to. Dishwalla. 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 Uh, Tell me all your thoughts on dogs. Also a suburb of Seattle, Dishwalla. Sure. What about being brave? 
Well, you told a 60-year-old Armenian woman that you were going to murder her. Well, I Do you know, know how was... lucky you are to not be oh, in an yeah. empty it's lot a... in Glendale somewhere right now? It's a tight-knit class, and Alice <laughs> Buried in it. dominoes. <laughs> like, I really want to emphasize here that Alice, while not technically witty or anything, <laughs> definitely gets what's funny about Alice. That's mm-hmm. what makes Alice fun. She's got if like Alice a... was just a lady that said weird shit that was sort of off-topic and oddly confrontational to the teacher... Then mm. she wouldn't be that great. She's a bit of a dame. She's but kind of a broad. She's like she is. She's like uh, she's like the woman from uh, Downton Abbey. Oh yeah, she's Only like she's uh, in the my Dowager, photography class. The Dowager, she's like the Countess. Dowager Countess mm. of mm-hmm. Downton Abbey, but for my digital photography class of six people in a weird classroom at a city arts center. Do you think she would like my Dishwalla spoof? <laughs> no. Yeah. She's she's not familiar with Dishwalla. Jordan, mm. I'm not familiar with Dishwalla. Yeah, neither am I. <laughs> Semisonic. Now, if you spoof sure. Semisonic's classic hit, Closing Time. Yeah. Closing Hi, dogs. <laughs> one last call for all your dogs. So finish <laughs> all of your dogs. The laughter will just drown out the rest. It doesn't even. We won't be too busy laughing at. I'm gonna I'm gonna write down whatever great things Alice says in the last class. Okay. In the next week because we make a word collage. Or a... <laughs> I'm really gonna miss Alice. Every there's a lots of everyone else in the class is very nice, but no one is magical like <clears throat> she is. What's her Armenian? Is that her real name? Does she have like an Armenian name that she like Americanized? I don't know. I I mean, she introduced herself to me as Alice. Mm. So I'm gonna I'm gonna take that I'm gonna take that as it is. She speaks with a mod. She speaks like someone who came to the United States as a twenty-year-old, but has lived here for forty-five years. Feels you like there I mean? might be like a Better Call Saul type series in this. Like mm. before, what happened before Alice came? To I like Glendale. a prequel series. Yeah, I'm gonna I'll tell get, you, I like a, a prequel, prequel series. Has anyone has anyone pitched a prequel for a show that doesn't exist? I feel like oh, Alice. Yeah, like this is gonna be a great show that people love yeah. after five seasons yeah, of prequel. Yeah. Alice has had a life. This woman's had a life. I would not doubt. That this woman was an intelligence officer of some kind mm-hmm. at some point. Mm-hmm. I don't. I'm not going to say whether she was pro or con. I'm going to say she was involved in the genocide. I don't know which side <laughs> she was on. I'm just going to guess. Do you think at some point she was in System of a Down? <laughs> That's possible. <laughs> okay, we'll be back in just a second. On Jordan, Jesse, go. La, la, la. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, the voice of the millennial generation. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Nick, repeat, Adams. Okay, Max Fund Drive, MaximumFund.org slash donate. This is our last pledge break of the entire year. One year, you will never have to hear us ask for your money again. But for this moment, we will ask. We will seize these three to five (laughs) minutes to beg of you that you go to MaximumFund.org slash donate. Please do it. There's lots of good stuff you can get. I think we have. Uh, Jordan, your matter of fact tone is insufficiently begging. You think it should be more more pleading? Travis just posed. Travis McElroy from yeah. My Brother, My Brother, and Me just literally posted a shirtless picture of himself holding his dog. Uh, oh, that's I, true. <laughs> I participated in the cheesecake contest, Jesse. So if you're talking to me about who did and didn't post shirtless photos to coax people into donating, I think I'm patient zero for that. Thank you very much. Yeah, that's a good point. So don't tell me who's not posting enough topless pics on Twitter. I think I forgot because sometimes if I get super aroused, it just sort of passes. Sure, you black out. Yeah, sort of you go into out. a fugue state. Yeah. Here's what happened. Yeah. 
here's how much we care about you. Right. And how much we want you to donate. A listener was talking about how he couldn't decide whether his favorite show for the Pledge Drive was right. uh, Us, uh, Mabim Bam, or The Flop House. All wonderful shows. Great shows. A Sophie's Choice plus one. Except for The Flop House and Mabim Bam. Yeah. But other than them, <laughs> yeah. those are bad shows. shows. Yeah. These are, this is a good show. Yeah. I really feel like I made a mistake letting those shows into the network. You got you. If it's all good, it won't give the stuff a chance to stand. You got to put a shitty show on. It's like you throw That's a bad a really comedian in there. Thank you. Yeah. You yeah. know, then the good guy. Could, oh, okay. Yeah. No, oh, yeah. It's right. It's called Chiaroscuro: The <laughs> Light and the Dark. The sure. interplay of light and dark. <laughs> the interplay of good bad podcast and bad podcast. No, Flophouse, my brother, my brother, and me doesn't get much better than that. No, absolutely not. Um, so to coax the fella. Into picking Mabim Bam as his mm-hmm. favorite show. Justin posted a sexy pic. Justin McElroy posted a sexy cheesecake pic. He's a sexy guy. Yeah. I posted a duck face pic. Duck face pic. It's classic. It's very now, very hip, very in the conversation. Well, if I wanted to be if I wanted to be hip now and in the conversation, instead of making the duck face, I should have made the new duck face, which is I can't believe this is happening face. Whoa! Yeah, that face. Mm-hmm. Sure. That's the new duck. The bay had me like. Yeah. Sure. Uh, Elliot from the Flop House. Great. Elliot Kalen. Mm hmm. Uh, posted a picture of him looking thoughtful and sexy. And sexy. He was smoldering. These to are, some listen, extent. these are all sexy pics in right. some way. I, I, I think that's what unites them, but specifically his was thoughtful because, I mean, I think that's his thing is he's the, you know, he's like the, he's the college professor who asks you to stay after class. Right. Can I tell you something? You know what I find more sexy than anything else mm-hmm. in a guy? Sense of humor. Sure. Me too. <laughs> you know what I mean? That just make like, me laugh. Yeah, just mm-hmm. make me laugh. And it's and, over. Yeah. And then I thought that, you know, the game needed to be changed. So I posted a picture of myself on my couch with no clothes on and a copy of the Spider-Man comic that Elliot is writing in front of my junk. <laughs> so don't tell me I'm not participating. Oh, and then uh, Stuart from the Flophouse posted a picture of himself in the uh, tuxpedo. Yeah. That so, was pretty solid. So, don't tell me I don't care about the fun drive. I heard Stuart from the Flophouse is opening his own bar in Brooklyn. He's opening his own bar. It's going to be pretty cool. It probably cool will hang be. Out. Yeah. Do you think we should go hang out there when we're in Brooklyn? I'm definitely going to hang out there. Yeah. Anyway. MaximumFun.org slash donate. Be fun to have your own bar. I feel like all we do is uh, on the show is come up with bar ideas. You polish the polish sure. the marble mm-hmm. or mahogany. What kind of what kind of bar would we have? Marble or mahogany? <sighs> it's a slab of something. It's a slab. Oh, it's gonna be a slab. Do bartenders just have one cup, one glass that they just keep just for the wiping glass? Yeah. Just like when yeah. people walk in, so they can be doing this move. Mm-hmm. Yeah, doing the doing the old wiper. Yeah, ready. just keep a wiping glass. And then when it shatters, it's time to close the bar. <laughs> <laughs> You've wiped it too much. <laughs> It gets thinner and thinner. Mm-hmm. With just each gradually wipe. over time, just degrees. <laughs> like sea glass. Yeah. <laughs> Shut it down. Jordan, I you're right. Your picture was super sexy. Thank you. I actually feel kind of bad because you know, I have the least sexy picture of all of the pictures. Let me doesn't we don't have to stop cheesecake pics now. We can keep going with it's this. It's not a done deal. You're saying you can come back. I've got a lot of other body parts I want to show off. My anus, for example. 
For example, my anus. Beautiful flower. Sure. I just love that somewhere there's a kid who gets a, you know, some girl sends him a picture and it's a little risque. Mm -hmm. And he's like, oh, shit, we're full on sexy now. Should I send her a picture of my junk? Should I take a. No, everybody does. She's probably got so many dick. You know what? Take it up a notch. Anus. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to take it up a notch. Waiting for you. <laughs> Some 19-year-old girl at Arizona State looking at her cell phone during class and sure. seeing a guy's asshole. I like anus being the new dick pic. Yeah. Sure. That's fun. Fellas, get to it. Fellas, get to snapping them anuses. Okay, I'm going to quit. Selfie stick. Since this is sure. the Max Fun Drive pledge break here, <laughs> this anus talk, I'm going to quickly recap where we're at on this, okay? Our goal, 4,000 new and upgrading donors. If we make it there, there will be not one, but three donor-only bonus episodes from every show in the MaxFun network. Also, I will take a picture of my anus and not send it to you. Okay, great. If you donate. (laughs) You won't get a picture of my anus. If you don't donate, you're going to get an anus. (laughs) (laughs) Your your husband or wife or boyfriend or girlfriend will probably see your phone buzzing. And it'll just be it'll be at an indecent hour too. <laughs> Number two. Whoa! <laughs> Every new and upgrading donor from here on out, five meals mm-hmm. for hungry families through the Los Angeles Regional Food Bank. Our friends of the Los Angeles Regional Food Bank. I am personally, uh, with help from MaximumFun.org, <laughs> donating the money for that. So every new and upgrading donor from here on out, if you haven't signed up or if you would like to upgrade your donation, not only will you be supporting the podcast you love, you will also be buying five meals for people who need them this spring here in Los Angeles. That's number two. Number three, you can get awesome thank you gifts from from the $5 level to the $200 a month level. There are awesome thank you gifts the whole way through. That's number three. Number four, tip your bartender. Number five, MaximumFun.org slash donate. Boom. Do it. Is that a good recap? It's fun. It's easy. Anus. I want to mention, by the way, how this works. Because someone who was listening to the show last week made a post on the Reddit that so astonishingly (coughs) and deliriously misunderstood how MaximumFun.org operates. I don't know how that could happen on Reddit. I just don't know how someone Someone could Someone took something the wrong way on Reddit? it's crazy. And then extrapolated from there? (laughs) Yeah, or someone tried to figure something out and thinks they had done it. So here's how it works. Oh, but before we get to this, I just wanted to, if there's somebody out there who's maybe like good with graphics, good with Photoshop, (laughs) if we can compile compile these cheesecake photos into one little montage, I think that'd be great. Because I think that it was... One of those Twitter conversations that it was hard to see unless you follow everybody. Yeah. So if someone could get on there, I think. Story Storify, right. Story, right. Yeah. I think somebody, I think the uh, heterosexual women and gay men of the audience will, would really love to see those. I think, honestly, straight dudes are going to enjoy it, too. Sure. I know I enjoy they're it. Because they're going to get to, they're going to feel better about the shape that they're <laughs> in. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're going to feel ready to go home and have heterosexual sex with a lady. Mm-hmm. Because they're going to get excited. They're going to be thrilled. By cheesecake, things like Elliot Kalin's considered look. Sure, the fact that he looks hmm, thoughtful. Oh, and name us after menus on the uh, menu items on the Cheesecake Factory. Oh, great! Yeah, perfect. I want to be the uh, fried shrimp scatter. Gotcha, <laughs> gotcha. Um, so here's how it works. Okay, here's how the Max Fund Drive works. You go to maximumfund.org/slash/donate. You pick a level that you can afford to donate at, whether it's $5 a month or $200 a month or anything in between. 
you click on that. Then you tell us what shows you listen to. And your money, about 25% of it goes to MaximumFun.org for overhead. You know, we have an office with like half a dozen employees who work full time and get benefits. And we pay rent and we pay for the thank you gifts and all of that different stuff comes out of that money. And 75% of your donation just goes directly to the shows that you listen to. And that's how they get paid. Um, nobody in MaximumFun.org is getting rich off of this. I would love to. Mm-hmm. I look forward in the future to getting rich off of this. <laughs> That'd be nice. But in the meantime, I I, <laughs> I want to make it clear that uh, there's literally – there's not a show in the network where the people even make enough money for it to be their full-time job. Um, we, uh, it is something where the amount of money that people make is what allows them to do the show. Um, so – uh yeah it's it's a really straightforward direct distribution of funds. It is not like maximumfund.org just takes all the money and distributes it however we want. New shows that come into the network, they literally don't have any funding. You know, the Flophouse joined our network maybe 6 or 6 or 8 months ago. They need you right now to support them so that they can get paid. Mm-hmm. You know, uh Pop Rocket, the new show that's a spin-off of Bullseye, the pop culture talk show. Um, I am super proud of it. Right now, uh, none of the hosts are getting paid, and I am paying the producer out of my pocket um, because I believe in the show and I think that people will support it in the Max Fund Drive. That's pretty much how it works. And the smaller shows in our network are getting, you know, hundreds of dollars a month. The bigger shows are getting a few thousand dollars a month. Um, and they need your support to continue existing. So MaximumFund.org slash donate. Yeah, no, it's nice. I, th- I think I think the the conversation on reddit was going around you know how much money should you expect from doing a podcast uh i think the person who was you know griping kind of felt like well how much money do you need to do a podcast and i think that the the it's not it's not a matter of you know feast or it's not a matter of like poverty or richness it's a matter of is this worth doing uh i think you know definitely this show that we do is not helping our careers. I think, in fact, you could probably say it's hurting them. <laughs> when we do live shows, we usually lose money on them. Yeah, definitely. So, you know, we are, we are despite having been around a long time, this is not an insanely popular show. I mean, it's, you know, I, I'm sure we would both love to not ask for money and just do ads, but we just, the, we don't have enough listeners. And it's one of those things that only is around because, uh, because of cool fans. So, yeah, it's, it's, it, it's not a matter of, you know, do we want to get rich or not? It's just a matter of, you know, is this worth my time? Is it worth doing when, you know, is it worth rescheduling when we're out of town? Is it worth, you know, doing an episode when one of us can't be here? Is it worth, you know, coming in consistently to make sure we put out episodes every week? And Look, I got two I got two sick kids at home mm-hmm. right now, like right this very second. Um, Teresa's if this loving was, it. If this was a hobby and not a job, um, I wouldn't be here right now. Sure. I love being here. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. It's like my favorite thing to do in the world. But at the <laughs> same time, um, you know, it's it's fans that support the show so that we get paid to do it that allow me to carve out the time in my life to do it. Yeah. I mean, I think my aforementioned sketch comedy group that did not like my Arnold Schwarzenegger can't pitch catchphrases sketch. Uh, I mean, we disbanded recently, and it wasn't because we didn't love doing it. It was because we did love doing it. We loved each other, and it was a good, you know, it was a great creative relationship. But this it was, was just, with your brothers and sisters. This is my yeah, my brothers and sisters. We had a <laughs> we had a Partridge Family a sketch group. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's, but we had to stop because it, you know, it wasn't a job. We were, you know, 
going into the red, putting on these shows, and you know, it just wasn't a priority. So, I mean, I think because people donate, we can make this a priority and not something that we say fuck it to when life gets too hectic. And because of the fact that we're supported by donation, we are able to do the show the way that we want to do it and the way that you want to hear it. We don't have to change the content of the show because of <clears throat> sponsors, because we want to attract sponsors, because we want to appeal to sponsors. Um, we can do the kind of uh, you know, I, I don't know. I, I like to think of this show as being insanely uh, vulgar and ridiculous, but also very kind-hearted. And um, at least that's what I aspire to be on this show. And that's something that really works best if you're working directly for uh, for your audience and not working for Colgate Palmolive. Sure. Or Big Dishwalla. <laughs> I couldn't have done that hilarious Dishwalla spoof if we no, were being no. sponsored Jesus. by their new album. Come on. Some kind of Walla. <laughs> you think Kayshawn Cermak has biting takes on Dishwalla, and she can't do it on NPR. Exactly. She can't do that. She just has to do the traffic. Yeah. It's a local NPR reference. It's going to crush the 323. <laughs> anyway, look, here's the deal. If you got a job, you can uh, you can afford to pay for these shows. If you're if you're literally still listening to us talk right now, <laughs> then you love this show. <laughs> yeah, you know come I mean? on. And we're very grateful for that. So back us up here. Go Maybe if you really hate it, if you like really hate it, you're like hate listening to this. Just oh, it's the worst. Yeah, and this, you might donate just to keep. We could listening. be some people's podcast Sharknado. <laughs> <laughs> and don't miss our live streaming show on Friday night. We're going to have lots of Max Fun guests. It's going to be really fun. Sharknado's Ian Zeering, maybe? I hope so. Do you uh, think we can get him? Excellent Ian pronunciation. From Sharknado? Mm-hmm. Excellent pronunciation. Thank you. He would be so happy to hear you pronounce it right. I think we can probably get him. There are 10 different ways to pronounce that name. <laughs> All right. I feel. I just feel bad calling Morris Chestnut to let him know he's bumped. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, you're bumped for Zeering. Yeah. Doesn't matter how handsome you are. <laughs> Very handsome, man. Haven't, haven't aged today, Morris. Nope. Still look gorgeous. As gorgeous as the day is long. MaximumFun.org slash donate. Look, bottom line, if you don't go to MaximumFun.org slash donate, Brian's going to die. <laughs> Sonny D, Brian Fernandez, sitting outside this booth right now, depends on you to pay his salary. He literally sits at home in North Hollywood, where he lives, Home of punk rock brunch. <laughs> in his efficiency apartment, <coughs> he has a shower in his kitchen. He showers in the kitchen, mm-hmm. and he eats cat food for dinner every mm-hmm. day. And if you don't go to MaximumFun.org slash donate, Brian's not going to be able to afford to go to the dollar store to buy cat food mm-hmm. to eat for dinner. He's going to end up eating birdseed. It was cheaper in bulk. Sure. That's good for his gizzard, though. <laughs> he's gonna he's gonna have to get the prosecco instead of the champagne at the the punk rock. No, that's the same. Yeah, so, you don't want to have to downgrade a prosecco. So he's gonna die of scurvy. <laughs> he also has syphilis, and he can't afford penicillin. Sure, prosecco and orange drink instead of champagne. <laughs> and orange that's a, juice. Yeah, Sunny D and prosecco. <laughs> oh, wait a minute! Wait a minute! Mm. Brian's mimosas. Wait are a minute! Sunny D and prosecco. <laughs> <laughs> It's just it's it's Sunny D and a sparkling California wine. <laughs> if we're doing Sunny D and Prosecco, put me down for one of those, like two or the, two or three of those. I got a good least. name for that one: the Cum Brunchster. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a cum dumpster, but for brunch. 
all of Brian's mixed drinks are are made with are made with drinks you buy in the dairy section mm-hmm. of the supermarket. Sure, like a jug a of purple gallon jug. Yeah, yeah. You know what you don't get on Fresh Air with Larry Mantle? <laughs> Two jizz jokes. Sure, don't get it. No, nope. you don't get it. Yeah. So you know what? And you know what you don't get if you don't live in Los Angeles? Local Fre- NPR friends. <laughs> Fresh Air with Larry Mantle. So there. I think you probably podcast it. Go to oh. MaximumFun.org. Maybe a stream. Donate. Maybe a live Please. stream. Oh, yeah. You can stream Mantle. We'll see you on our live stream on Friday night at, uh, when does that start? 7 o'clock Pacific time, I believe, uh, at MaximumFun.org. You can find all the information in the sidebar. But, yeah, don't wait until then. Become a supporter now and tweet about it. MaximumFun.org slash donate. Hashtag MaxFunDrive. We'll talk to you in just a second on Join Jesse Go. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's Radio Sweetheart. Jordan Morris, Boy Detective. Nick Repeat Adams. Okay, look, when something momentous happens to you, like you support MaximumFun.org with a donation at MaximumFun.org slash donate, we ask you to call us. On our Momentous Occasions hotline, 206-984-4FUN. 206-984-4FUN. Put it in your telephone, 206-984-4FUN. Let's hear our first call this week. Brian? Hey, Jordan, Jetty, hey, uh, Jordan Jesse, and guests, whatever. I uh, just saw a pretty amazing guy on the bus coming home. Uh, set the stage, pretty classic, I don't know, motorbiker slash hipster. Black jeans, black t-shirt, black Homburg, and on his arm, a full sleeve tattoo of Patrick Swayze from Roadhouse. Basically the uh, movie poster. So <laughs> that was pretty great. Anyways, thanks for the show. Love you guys. Bye. Love you too. <laughs> first of all. Yes. <laughs> See you at home. <laughs> because we're married. <laughs> uh, thank you for cracking that egg over my head. Yeah. <laughs> Second of all. I think I'm going to go by Jetty from now on. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think we should all have, could your name be like Archipelago? Oh, sure. Fjord. Yeah. <laughs> That's definitely Nick, a fjord. Nick with Peninsula Adams. <laughs> my, name's, <laughs> my name's Spiral Jetty Thorne. <laughs> yeah, I think we should just have nautical terms, There's right? absolutely or, a kid named Fjord within like two square, two miles of this location. Yeah, right? yeah. Absolutely. We could name ourselves after Earthworks. I was in Trader Joe's and heard somebody, heard somebody yelling at a pistol. <laughs> oh boy! Jeez. Oh boy! <laughs> or that kid pistol! Surprise, surprise! Pistol was it a was dad whose kid was named Pete, and he was like a real good old school <laughs> oh, basketball maybe. fan? Could was be. Like Could be. Trying to. I think that was just that little kid's name. Yeah, probably. You're right. You're probably right. Just his name. <laughs> Let's hear another call. Hi, Jordan, Jesse, and uh, guests. This is Dave calling from King Carter, Ontario. Just sharing a momentous occasion. Walking on the back trails of town here, and about a half hour into my stroll with our 100-pound puppy, decided to, you know, had to relieve myself by the side of the trail. So, just step off and uh, do the deed, and my dog proceeds to sprint back towards me and soak herself in my urine. So, I learned two things. I don't have a pee fetish, and I need to work on my kegels. Thanks. Bye. Sounds like he had a South American water sports dog. <laughs> Real breed. Mm-hmm. 100 pound puppy. 
So yeah. he's got a direwolf. Yeah. This guy owns a direwolf. Hey, yeah. Game of Thrones totem. <laughs> I, I've noticed, I don't, I don't listen to enough voicemails in my life because nobody leaves me voicemails anymore. There is a, a, a guest caller cadence. Have you yeah. noticed that? There is, yeah, and a kind of a, a mock formality to Yes, it. yes. I was on a constitutional. So? My <laughs> dog proceeded to. Yeah, it's like a weird, I don't know what it is. Yeah, It's sort like of the it's... way when cops are talking, they say, like, <laughs> the, vehicle and automobile and shit like that. Right. Yeah, the individual, yeah. yes. I feel like it's like... The in- individual approached my stream of urine. <laughs> <laughs> the canine... It's a, towards me. It's a version of like when a townie goes to a college party uh-huh. and he's like, you know, is everyone enjoying a libation on this fine evening? <laughs> and he's got so, a great ponytail. Books. Yes. Pro yeah. Con. I I challenge I challenge callers to either just go with it and speak in old English <laughs> or try and approximate your normal tone of voice. Mm-hmm. Jordan, on the subject of townies. Yeah. I was I was thinking maybe we'd hold this out for next week after mm-hmm. the Max Fun Drive's done, but I feel like it came up naturally. Sure, we're heading home to Santa Cruz, buddy. Hey, that's right. April twenty fourth, my thirty fourth birthday. The home, yeah, Santa Cruz, the home of weird townies. Although I don't know, maybe it's not like that anymore. Do you think it's the same? Do I don't know. It's just, do you think it's just dudes that commute over the hill to Silicon Valley? Oh, I don't know. I wonder if that is a thing. Oh, no, weird people still live in Santa Cruz. I bet. We're doing a show in Santa Cruz at the Cumbua Jazz Center. Mm-hmm. It is the 50th anniversary of UC Santa Cruz. There is a KZSC reunion, our college radio station. We're <clears throat> going to do this show to benefit KZSC in significant part. Mm-hmm. Um, and I am putting out a call right now. If you have super good circus skills, if you're super good at the unicycle... You play the didgeridoo or the theremin, please get in touch with us. Email us at jjgo. You're putting this out for people in the Bay Area? To people in the Monterey Bay Area. You better get new servers. Like, what's your your (laughs) capacity like? That was the server shutting down. I want to hear Love You by the Free Design as performed on the didgeridoo. Mm -hmm. If you do Tuvan throat singing, wow. Oh, sure. Mm -hmm. If you can do (laughs) harmony with yourself. Mm Singing Love You by the Free Design. We want to hear from you. Email us at jjgo at maximumfun.org. If you and your twin brother can do devil sticks super good. Oh, yeah. 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 If you're super good at devil sticks and you have a special outfit for devil sticking, (laughs) jjgo at maximumfun.org. I just want to pump up this show with a little pizzazz. Oh, sure. A little local flavor. Look, Mm -hmm. it's not a show at the Kumbwa Jazz Center if there's no circus skills. Absolutely not. You know, when when uh, Christian McBride rolls through the Kumbwa Jazz Center, <laughs> he knows to bring a theremin guy. That's who opens his opener. He knows <laughs> to bring some tumblers. <laughs> when Wood without Medeski or Martin. <laughs> <laughs> That's when he does the darker stuff. Oh, yeah. Here's the thing about Santa Cruz, okay? If you're in, San- if you're in the Monterey Bay Area and you do mm-hmm. not attend this show, I'm putting you on blast. Yeah. But I'm also putting people from San Jose and points mm. south to the Santa Cruz Mountains on blast if they don't attend this show. Yeah. Get on Highway 17, the Do most it. terrifying highway in America. Go over the bridge. Get a nice hotel room and spend Saturday at the beach if you have to. Sounds like a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. This is going to be – this is the first time we've ever done our show in Santa Cruz, our ancestral homeland. Sure. It's the first time I've been back since graduating. This is going to be a beautiful moment in our lives <laughs> and yours. If you live in 
San Luis Obispo, that's only four hours from Santa Cruz. Get up there. Do it. Spend the weekend. Go to the Winchester Mystery House. Aptos, let me hear you. Hit them. Where's Capitola? Where's Felton? Where's Ben Lomond? <laughs> I'm out of cities that, yep, I, uh, that me too. I can think of. Scott's Valley. Sure. Thank you, Brian. San Bernardino. <laughs> Rancho Cucamonga. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, you can find the ticket link on our website at MaximumFun.org. As I said, it's a it's a benefit for KZSE. I want to sell a lot of tickets for the show, and we're going to have a great time. We'll probably have some special guests. Oh, we're going to have special guests. Probably bring in some special guests. you got to yeah. figure there's going to be special There might be guests, some unwanted. Right? Like, there might be people that you don't want to be there you have to throw out. So if you random... have a mountain unicycle, mm-hmm. JJ Go at MaximumFun.org. Mm-hmm. If you are in a kazoo band, JJ Go at MaximumFun.org. If we can't find anybody else, a uke will do. Mm-hmm. Not ideal. It still be a little more. Jazz, looking for something a little more ethnic, like jazz uke, though. Yeah, jazz uke. Yeah, jazz uke. Yeah. If you're the group of eight six-year-old Mexican-American children who claimed the lost bunny that I found on my last day in Santa Cruz, and you're all grown up now, that would be nice. JJ, go at maximum. Let's see that bunny because we can share that beautiful mm-hmm. story. With each other. You know what I mean? That's like, we'll talk about how we, me and Jim Rail, the master of Would You Rather, managed to corner the bunny in the front yard of my house in the beach flats. And we kept it and we put up a sign that said, Bunny Found. And then a bunch of little six-year-olds, like a bunch of them, like 10 of them, rang our doorbell. And there was one of them was the was like the ringleader and he had like a little bit of no, snot coming out of his nose. He was really sweet <laughs> that, and he was That's how you get to be shy. the leader. He didn't really quite want to make eye contact, and he said, um, excuse me, did you find a bunny rabbit? And I was like, yes. And then he's like, I think it's my cousin's bunny rabbit. Could I take a look at it? And so I showed it, and he says, okay, let me go talk to my cousin. And then the 12 kids all ran across the street to the cousin's house, mm. talked, conferred with the cousin, came back, and said, yeah, that's his rabbit. Um, can we take it back? And I was like, yeah. It was probably the greatest thing that's ever happened to me. It's in my a lot of fun. Life. Yeah, so beautiful. It's a magical place. All all <laughs> life events should be commemorated <laughs> by a group of twelve six year olds ringing the doorbell. <laughs> what was wrong with the uh, with the cousin? That he I had... don't know what was going on with the cousin. That's what part of what makes the story so amazing. I just I just picture at the end of this thunderous applause, and then the audience parts. And a fully grown adult with a giant old rabbit just walks gingerly <laughs> towards you with like like how old rabbits live bless you, you sir yeah. thank you for delivering to me via my young cousin this <laughs> rabbit <laughs> this beautiful coney that was like your Honda Odyssey voice like that was like a Honda commercial just now like you switched it up. I drive a Honda yeah. Odyssey. Get on and it. I live here in the beach flats of Santa Cruz, and if- in the shadow of the Santa Cruz Beach Boardwalk. My only friend, this fat elderly rabbit, hmm. and my six-year-old cousin. Wouldn't it be great if all of this was just a backdoor Honda ad, and Jordan just went into the like storage capacity of the Odyssey and the mileage? As you can see, my face <laughs> is gro- grotesquely disfigured. <laughs> And normally I hide in my I hide in my apartment behind this mask. But because of the kindness you've done for me, I've found the courage to buy this Honda Odyssey and travel the world getting over twenty eight mile per gallon highway. I leased it for only two seventy nine per month. <laughs> Limited time only. Uh, thanks, disfigured stranger. <laughs> and he flies away.
<laughs> we'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's Radio Sweetheart. Jordan Morris, Boy Detective, Nick Repeat Adams. In closing, I would like to offer my sincere thanks to the thousands of people who support MaximumFun.org slash uh, who support MaximumFun.org with their voluntary money every month. It means a lot to us. It's why we get to do this. You guys are the best. We really, really, truly appreciate it. The best thing about the Max Fun Drive for me is that we get all these tweets and emails about what our shows mean to people, and it's like it's just the coolest shit. Yeah, it's really nice. I mean, I think we uh, – it, it's nice to know somebody listens. It always kind of feels like you're doing these into a void. You're just talking. You don't really know if anybody's listening or getting anything out of it. So, yeah, it's it's uh, definitely the, the support from you guys is really nice. But it's also really nice to just have a time of year where people are having fun talking about how much they like the show. It's it's great. It makes it, it makes it worth doing. I think definitely this is – you know, if if not for such awesome fans, we probably would have stopped doing this a long time ago or, you know, we would just do this, you know, four times a year or something like that. Uh, so, yeah. So thank you. Thank you for uh, thank you for supporting and thank you for giving being really, really cool fans who we want to do a show for. Our producer on the show, Brian Sunny D. Fernandez on the other side of the glass. Of course, our charming and delightful guest, as per usual, the great Nick Repeat Adams. Nick, always a joy. Always fun to come into the box. Always great to see you, pal. We'll talk to you next week, Friday night, live streaming on the internet at MaximumFun.org. Our theme music, Love You by the Free Design, courtesy of the Free Design and Light in the Attic Records. Yes, it's in a television commercial right now. We're aware. <laughs> yeah, you're not the first one to Wait, break it to us. Which one? Which one? That's uh, a Delta ad. Uh, and, uh, yeah, it's been a steady stream of, have you guys seen this? For about for about three weeks. Yeah. We've seen it. Yeah. Also, I, the, a fair <clears throat> amount of... Did you guys get a TV show, LOL? Yeah. No, we didn't. No. Thank you for, <laughs> for, letting us, <laughs> a thank 30 you for second, reminding us that this has led nowhere. A 30-second Delta TV show yes. you guys got. A TV show that it happens in the middle of Brooklyn Nine-Nine. <laughs> that would be cool. It's a new format. Lil shows. Yeah. <laughs> Lil <Anyway>. Delta shows. <laughs> Thanks, everybody out there. It is a genuine honor to work for you. We'll talk to you next time on Jordan Jesse Go. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.